it's fantasy football time with the fantasy football champs. Fitzgerald leaps and he's got it. It's a touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald. Dominate your league with the guys from ffchamps.com. throwing back at the end zone, leaping grab, touchdown. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an exciting new episode of the Fantasy Football Champs on Football Nation Radio. I am Bill Enright. With me is Todd DeVries. And, Todd, it is week 11 already. It was snowing this morning when I woke up. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had flurries here, too, in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, winter is here, my friend. Yeah, I'm not too excited about it. Uh, it just seemed like it got here quick. You know, I need I need a nice transitional period. You know, I can't go like I feel like I was in shorts last week, and now I'm I'm breaking out the North Face, and I got my parka on, and you know I'm freezing my butt off trying to get a cup of coffee in the morning. I know, and it gets dark at like four uh, thirty. Oh, that's the worst too. I hate that more than anything. <laughs> on a cloudy day, it literally it's it's dark before five. Yeah, that, not I, good. I, yeah, not good. That's a uh, very depressing. Uh, very depressing way to end your day when uh, you're done trying to wrap up work and stuff, and it's already pitch black outside. Got an exciting show for you today, although we were kind of have a little bit of a depressing moment there. Yes. But we're gonna... <laughs> you depressed me with that. that was, I, I'm, in a, I'm in the dumps right now. We're going to liven things up because oh. we're, taking, we're taking your phone calls throughout the day, 855-478-7030. We're answering your lineup and waiver wire questions through email, radio at footballnation.com. Uh, week 10 in the NFL was very low scoring, Todd. Nine teams had less than 20 points. Ugh. Now, there were four teams with over 30 points, but two of them were the Vikings and the Rams. No one's starting anyone from the Vikings or the Rams other than the two running backs, Peterson and Stacy. So very disappointing week for a lot of fantasy football producers. Yeah, it was a it was a week, Bill, um, culminating last night with a guy named Donald Penn scoring a touchdown, oh, Rashard Matthews scoring two touchdowns, and Bobby uh-huh. Rainey scoring a touchdown. Yeah, not very good. I mean, Lamar Miller. People were people. I asked everyone on Twitter last night. Uh, you know, who do you need for, or who do you need, or who are you going against in in Monday Night Fantasy Football? Bill, you know, who's the last minute people? And there, a lot of people said Mike James. I had Mike James in one league. Um, but the guy I needed, I just needed 30 yards of total offense from Lamar Miller. And I would have oh, won it. And I didn't even get, get it. it. I got yeah. 11 yards of offense. <sighs> nice job, Lamar Miller. Well, I mean, that's the that's the Dolphins as a whole team. Their offensive line, I mean, it was bad when Incognito and Martin were, were starting, and it's just worse now. What is going on? Rashard Matthews, really? I mean, uh, what is going on here? I mean, Mike I ha- Wallace, four catches, Heartline five, Matthews 11. I had Matthews on my dynasty team all season long. Or actually, not maybe after like the uh, last month or so, I think. Yep. And I dropped him last last week. Another Nevada guy. There you go. I picked up Dennis Johnson. Drop Rashad Matthews. I figured, oh, this guy, you know, the Dolphins aren't going anywhere. They're not. They're not. You know, Mike Wallace, Brian Hartline, Clay, Lamar Miller. Who, you know, where, when's Rashad Matthews going to get the football? Well, apparently last night on Monday Night Football, that's when he's going to get it. Yeah, it, it was just a weird. I mean, last night just kind of summarized a lot of uh, 
the weekend. Just a lot of weird players scoring. And some of the stars have stepped it up, and we'll get to that in our champs and chumps, Bill. Yeah. But it was just kind of a – it was you know, we were pretty excited in week nine because despite a lot of key teams being on by – It was great. It was great. It was high scoring. It was good stuff. And then this week, not so much. Not uh, in so much. Week, you mentioned that you needed, I don't know, 30 yards from Lamar Miller. Do, do you notice that there's kind of like trends where – in a week like this, week ten, where these all these odd players are scoring, like the Rams and the Vikings had, you know, the second and third highest most points of the week. Do you notice that you know your fantasy team is reflective of kind of odd weeks in the NFL? In the NFL, and in other words, you know, if your fantasy team won this week, you may be a little bit worried because it wasn't necessarily the players that have been <laughs> performing each and every week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um... You know, at this point in the season, you just got to get a win however you can get it, Bill. That's you know? true. That's true. And, um, uh, you know, in one of my leagues, I, I just I did not do well. and I still could have pulled it out. Lamar Miller decided to get three points. Didn't happen. Other league, I rolled. I have Peyton Manning, and that's the quarterback league. Three so. points from Lamar. Oh. Lamar Miller. I mean, really, they're just, just ridiculous. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's so, brutal. Uh, that is brutal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean seriously. Even Lamar Miller can get me thirty yards. Did, did you even like attempt to stay up and watch the game, or you're just like, oh, I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll have a win? Um, I flicked back and forth. Yeah, and I mean, I, honestly, I wasn't gonna sit and watch that stinker last night. That's a terrible, terrible, terrible game. Um, but you and I predicted it, Bill. We said that Tampa Bay would get their first win. The two train wreck teams of Florida colliding. Two of the three train wreck teams of Florida. Yeah. Two of them got wins. How about Jacksonville getting a win? Yeah, I'm very surprised. A lot of people lost their survivor pool this weekend with the Tennessee Titans going down. And, of course, you know, Jake Locker going, leaving the game with an injury. That, that has something to do with it. But the Jags uh, upset a lot of people in those survivor pools this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And we um, predicted last week the Bucks would win, didn't we? I think we both said that. The way yeah, things so I was saying we, the Dolphins, we, yeah. we were on top of uh, the Shiano man. Remember, I said he was going to get carried off the field. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they were going to drop him right in a big puddle of MRSA. Yeah, exactly. In the locker room. Yep. <laughs> Before the hazmat people came in. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you know what? I mean, we, we talked about starting the show off on a downer with the get it dark and cold and snowy. You know, part of the reason I didn't want to watch last night, I didn't want to hear any more about this incognito stuff. I it's really a little didn't. overdone at this you know, point. I had the game on. When I had the game on, I had it on mute. Um, you know, so, yeah, last night was a, you know, we expected it to be kind of a boring uh, game that really didn't matter, and it's mm-hmm. pretty much what happened. But there were some, there was some, you know, some juice this weekend, Bill. I mean, the, the Saints came through for their owners. The Saints did, but the Cowboys didn't. No. I mean, I was head, I was very similar to you, where I needed like three points from Des Bryant to cap off my dynasty win, and he didn't get it until like the, the fourth quarter. I was really sweating that one out. He got one ball for forty yeah. yards. Uh, you know, the Cowboys are the great enigma in the NFL. Bill, we we can never figure them out. Remember, there's weeks where we we, we they should run the ball, they don't run the ball. They throw it sixty times. Mm-hmm. There's weeks where Tony Romo completes ten passes. I mean, yeah, how does he complete ten passes when you're when you're down the whole game, pretty much? I mean, the, the Cowboys are impossible to figure out. 
Is it I mean, more? The, the, if you want some good news, maybe, maybe good news, maybe with the Cowboys, their defense is so horrible now. Without Sean Lee, it's even worse. I don't know what happened on uh, Sunday night, Bill, but they're going to have to ramp up that offense because they're going to have to go into games thinking we're going to have to score thirty plus to win. You know, right, right. Uh, now, can you trust them? Apparently not. I mean, how can you get the ball to Jason Witten twice, Terrence William once, and uh, Des Bryant once? Yeah, I don't understand. How that. can those three guys catch four balls in a, in a game when you're trailing? I don't get it. There was an article today on Rotor World that I that I read and said, uh, you know, the Cowboys plan to focus on getting Des Bryant the ball more. You think? Like, that's the most obvious thing. <laughs> I don't understand how they could be coming to this conclusion now. It's week 10, you're going into the bye, or week 11, you're going into the bye, and now you want to start preparing on, uh, you want to focus on getting Des Bryant the ball more? Just ridiculous. Like, I, I can't understand them. No. Um, the Cowboys are very, you and I don't like the Cowboys, you know, non-fantasy-wise. Mm-hmm. So, personally, I love it. I love that they're, you know, I'm not surprised, but I, I love right. that they're struggling. But fantasy-wise, it's very frustrating. Des Bryant, Bill, um, you know, wide receivers are inconsistent by nature, mm-hmm. but he's had some real stinkers this year. Bad. I mean, he, he he opens the season with 22 receiving yards, okay? Mm-hmm. Then he gets 141. Then he's back to 38. Right. A couple weeks later, 141. Back to 36. 110. 72, 64, 44. It's like, you know. I don't get it. I really thought Des Bryant, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it, I thought he was going to step up and be basically the number two or three guy to Megatron this year. Right, I really right. thought he was going to just have a huge year, and he hasn't. It's funny that you bring that up because last year he had two touchdowns going into November 4th, and he finished the year with 12 touchdowns. So in the final uh, eight remaining games, which is basically what's, you know, there's six remaining games left for the Cowboys. He had 10 touchdowns in those six games. So yeah. it, clearly, maybe he's just a second half kind of year, second year player. Maybe. Second I mean, he, did, he has scored eight touchdowns, so I got to give him credit yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, he has gotten in the end zone. But, um, I mean, I mean he was keep... on fire in the second half of the season last year. On fire. 145 yards, 145 yards, two touchdowns, two touchdowns, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. Um, well, we'll see if he can turn it on because they're going to, they're going to have to outscore teams. I mean, in literally, you know, they're going to have to score, they're going to score a lot of points to win these games because without that defense is decimated. DeMarcus Ware is not the same. Sean Lee's out for three weeks, at least. Um, they got problems. All right. While we are talking about wide receivers and Des Bryant, what about Dwayne Bow, Todd? He was arrested on Saturday night. The Chiefs obviously on a bye this week. He was speeding 30, 48 miles an hour in a 35-mile-an-hour uh, zone, which is really not that insane to me. I don't know. Maybe I just drive fast. But the problem is he had 16.8 grams of marijuana. I'm not good at math, but that's like a half an ounce, a little bit more than a half an ounce, actually. Yeah. Well, so what's going to happen? I mean, I know this is kind of uh, fresh news. Is, it just happened a couple hours ago. So, yeah. I mean, what do we think is going to happen with him? I'm trying to think. Is this his first strike? Was he ever – I mean, he – even just looking at his, like, thumbnail picture, you can tell that he enjoys Mary Jane a little bit. <laughs> his thumbnail where? <laughs> On Roto World. Like, you just – his eyes are a little bit red, kind of bloodshot. He's squinting a little bit. 
What is, what, he's smoking the devil's lettuce all the time. Is that the what you're devil's saying? lettuce? Yeah, he, he's all about it. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know, I don't know if the Chiefs are gonna, you know, uh, sit him out for a game, or I don't know if the if the NFL will take action here. I'm, I'm trying to think if this was his first incident uh, with with any kind of you know breaking the rules. I have everything I've read has not mentioned any other incidents, but sometimes we aren't privy to that information. Right. Sometimes it's like a guy gets busted like this, and then you hear that he had had other incidents that weren't public or something. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Is it? I mean, how much of a loss is this, uh, fantasy wise? None. Oh, zero. I don't think it's at all. It's actually it might help you because now you don't have to worry about putting him in your lineup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh. Yeah. Exactly. Not that anybody's been putting him in his line in their lineups lately, anyway. Right. Right. Um. Looking Tough here. week, though, not to have your number one wide receiver with them playing the Broncos. From ESPN.com, Bo was suspended for four games in 2009 oh, for violating right. the NFL's policy of performance-enhancing drugs. Yes, that's right. That what? program, however, is separate from the stuff, substance abuse policy, abuse policy that governs the use of illegal drugs and abuse of alcohol. He was ta- I remember that now. The four-game suspension was some kind of weight loss supplement he got in trouble for. Remember, it happened in the yeah. preseason, and then it came out later in the year. Yes, I do remember that. Four-game suspension, right. It was some kind of weight loss thing because he was a little bit heavy in training camp. <laughs> At least that's what they said. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Maybe he was uh, had the munchies too much. Yeah, could be. That was lettuce. Well, not, right. a huge, not a huge yeah. fantasy loss, Bill. But you know what? Maybe no, this is, not. you know, the, everything's gone right for the Chiefs. And, you know, a lot of us are, are – I don't I'm not really a believer in them being like going to the Super Bowl personally. Okay. Um, maybe this is the first of a number of bad things that might happen to the Chiefs in the next couple of weeks. They got a much more difficult schedule coming up. Yeah, they do. Broncos twice in the next three weeks. That's tough. Yep. That's tough for any team. Uh, we got a lot going on today, Todd. I mentioned before the uh, Week 10 injury recap. We'll get to that a little bit later. We're going to help everyone with their waiver wire pickups for Week 11. Uh, but as we do every week, let's recap what all the action in Week 10 with our champs and the chumps. Who were the playmakers, the showstoppers, the studs? Woo! And who were the losers, the bums, and the duds? Mm. Bill and Todd identify the champs and chumps. All right, let's get this party started with the quarterback champs, Todd. We saw him on Sunday night. This is your boy, Drew Brees. 392 yards, four touchdowns. My boy. That's your boy. I know you love him. Uh, did you see him running off the field with a holding a football up in the air like he just won the Super Bowl? Yeah, well, that, that, yeah. I wonder what that ball represented, like his fiftieth. I'm sure fiftieth straight know, touchdown probably, or something. Who knows? He probably has um, an artist on his payroll that that you know draws the like you know uh, the, all the records on the balls. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Right. You know, like Saints gold, 49, Cowboys yeah. 17. Right. Drew played really good in this game, <laughs> you know, and then he puts it up on his shelf with the 700 other footballs that are up there. You might be the only person I know that that does not believe that Drew Brees is like an authentic, genuine guy. I, you're hey, calling him a, you call him a phony all the time. I again, I think that off the field and he does a lot of really good stuff. Genuinely a good guy in that regard, Bill. Uh-huh. Like, you know, he donates a lot of time and all that. Not sure. not knocking any of that. Yeah. I just don't like his on the field celebration of these stupid records that he's breaking that nobody cares about. Okay. Can't stand it. All right. 
And, nice. you know, they won by like four touchdowns the other night. And, and, and hey, <laughs> mostly because he played great. I get it. But you don't run off the field pumping a ball up in the air like he just clinched a, a Super Bowl berth. He's having fun out there. <sighs> He's having fun out there. He knew the camera was right on him. He's like, right. oh, I've got a camera on my face. Got to pump it up. Loves the know, camera. Man. I don't like the guy. Another quarterback champ this week was Robert Griffin III, played on last Thursday night. Three, 281 yards and three rushing, uh, th- excuse me, three passing touchdowns. He also had seven rushes for 44 yards. Yeah, most of that was in the first half. Yeah, it was, right? You're right. Because, um, trust me, I have him in one league, and I was loving life at that halftime, and then the second half, he didn't do diddly-poo. Nah. You know? Um, did you watch that game, or did you end up watching Oregon and Stanford? I was flicking around. Or, uh, oh, yeah, the Cubs games were a disappointment. Baylor smashed. Yeah, Baylor smashed, and the funny thing is Lake Seastrunk got hurt, Tevin Reese, their top receiver, got hurt, and they still yeah. smashed. Yeah. Um, but uh, And then Stanford just clubbed Oregon. I mean, our boy the Mamba had a key fumble at the two-yard line, which uh, killed, killed him. I think he was down. Yeah, well, the bottom line is they they had they had chances at the beginning of that game, and they lost it, but Stanford just smashed them. So, yeah, the games weren't, weren't quite as exciting on the college level as I'd hoped, though. So, yeah, I was watching a little bit of that Vikings-Redskins um, game. Oregon team over 36 uh, wasn't as good as it looked before the game. <laughs> no. Exactly. Anyway, Robert Griffin III and the Vikings, they uh, ended up uh, – excuse me, Robert Griffin III and the Redskins end up losing to the Vikings, but RG3 still makes our quarterback champs this week. And then, of course, Peyton Manning, Todd, 25 of 36, 330 yards and four touchdowns. He did fumble once, but who cares when you're throwing four TDs? You worried about his ankle? Absolutely not. Okay. He wasn't too well, happy with that hit. I know. And I think it's more because he's a quarterback and, you know, they're not used to getting hit low. And But at the same time, I'm not worried. I don't think any, I don't think anyone should be worried about Peyton Manning slowing down now just because of this ankle injury. I'm more worried about the Kansas City Chiefs defense this week coming off a bye, playing for first place, playing for a home field advantage in the playoffs. I'm more worried about that than his ankle. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Let's move over to the quarterback chumps, Bill. Yeah, Chad okay. Henney, Jacksonville Jaguars. Not surprising that a Jaguar makes our chump list. Um, you know, Henney, 180, 180 yards, two interceptions. What is that, three points? Yeah, a bad game for him, but, hey, his team won. So good, good. congrats to all the Jacksonville Jaguar fans out there. I know there's a lot of them. Colin Kaepernick, Bill, 11 of 22, 91 passing yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, only 16 yards rushing against the Carolina Panthers defense. And we talked about it last week, Bill. We had Kerry Byrne on one of our shows from Cold Art Football Facts. He had the Panthers number one in his NFL power rankings, right? Yep. Yes, he did. And you and I, prior to having him on, were saying, watch out for the Panthers. They're streaking right now. Yeah. And if they win in San Fran, they are absolutely legit. And I'm down with it now, man. That Panthers D is legit. So Kaepernick had a bad outing, yeah. absolutely, and he's had a down year. You know, he definitely has not lived up to expectations. Right. But, uh, man, a lot of that this week had to do with the Panthers D. Possibly one of my biggest regrets in fantasy football this year was drafting Colin Kaepernick in a few of my leagues. Luckily, I was able to get Phillip Rivers because I realized early on that Drafting him was a mistake, and I knew I needed a viable quarterback to replace him. So I got Rivers in most of those leagues where I had him. But, boy, I'm just very disappointed in uh, the Captain America 
because what I saw from him last year with him running the ball, and I just thought he was going to be gold this year in fantasy football. And you know we always wait on our quarterbacks, but boy, what this performance was just kind of just a um, microcosm of, of his whole season. It should have been awful. Well, let's look at his rushing performances for just a second here. He okay. really has only had three games of rushing production this right. year. What are they? They played nine games? Yep. And three of – I mean, he had an 87-yard day, a 68-yard one-touchdown day, and a 54-yard two-touchdown day rushing. Yeah. Other than that, 16 yards, no touchdowns, 18 no touchdowns, 14 no touchdowns, 11 no touchdowns, 20 no touchdowns, 22 no touchdowns. <laughs> you know. And, and what's funny is week one against the Packers, he, he throws for 400 yards. Yep. He has three touchdowns, and he doesn't do it rushing the football. So you're looking at that game, and I was so pumped up. I'm like, oh, I got such a steal. He's going to be phenomenal. Even if he doesn't pass this much, I know he's going to be running the ball occasionally, and he'll be getting a lot of yards. So the next week, that's what happens. He gets 87 yards on the ground. They were playing against the Seahawks. He had three INTs. But then after that, it's just been it's been pretty bad. And I don't know what to think of the 49ers, Todd. I think I mentioned to you, uh, this to you a couple weeks ago. They had they started off the season one and two. They beat the Rams, they beat the Texans, they beat the Cardinals, they beat the Titans, they beat the Jaguars for a nice little five game winning streak. But not one of those teams is a winning team this year. I don't yeah. think any of those teams are above five hundred. So the Forty ers they may be a little bit fool's gold after all. You might be right. We'll see. A couple you more might weeks be right. left to determine. Um, but he, he was a chump this week, Bill, and he's not a guy you can trust down the stretch. Another guy that you had been trusting up until this week was the guy that played on the other side of the ball, Cam Newton. Bill, only 50% completion rate, 16 of 32, 169 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception, only 17 yards rushing. Basically, a very similar stat line to uh, Con Kaepernick. The difference was they won the game. And we had Cam down on our rankings this week because we knew this wasn't going to be an offensive shootout. It was going to be a defensive matchup. And you know, Kaepernick and Newton were, I think, uh, uh, like our ninth and 10th or 10th and 13th ranked uh, quarterbacks. And a lot of people were questioning why we had Cam so low because he's been so phenomenal the last couple of weeks. But we, uh, we got that one right. All right. Now, I'm going to let you introduce the running back champs, Bill, because we have four guys on the running back champs list. Three of them are from the same team. That's right. The New Orleans Saints went absolutely bonkers on the Dallas Cowboys Sunday Night Football. You want to talk about the New Orleans Saints running backs. How about Pierre Thomas? 87 yards on the ground and a touchdown. He also scored on a receiving touchdown. Mark Ingram, 145 yards and a touchdown. And then my boy, Darren Sproles. Only 12 yards on the ground with a touchdown. But how about the seven catches for 76 yards in a TD? My boy Darren is back. Love this guy in the PPR. I kind of demoted him as the prince of PPR. Uh, I gave Danny Woodhead that moniker. Obviously, Jamal Charles is the king of PPR. But I don't know. Darren Sproles making the push back to rejoin his his, uh, PPR uh, throne members. Uh, It was nice to see Darren Sproles do something. You know? Do you see why I love him? That that game is a perfect example of why I love that guy. I love him too. Um, yeah. The Saints. I mean, they just they looked on fire, man. They could do no wrong in that game. Yeah, to think you even that, saw Marquise Colston wake up too. Oh, don't get me started on him because I benched him for Lance Moore, and what a mistake that was. Oh, I'm so I'm so upset with myself. Mm. I bought into Lance Moore. Like, what was I thinking? 
Sometimes even the experts get fooled. Yeah, well, I mean, Colston, the, the key with him was, could he continue to play this year? I mean, well, I was, he, sat, you know, he sat out that week against the Jets, and apparently that helped out a lot. Apparently it did, because you, you, you and I called it, um, I think you were the first on it, Bill, when Colston was going through that lull, you know, in October, mm. you were like, something's going on here, because yeah. he is just not right. And then, sure enough, a, a week or two later, he just doesn't play at all. And we're right. like, okay, there was something wrong with him. And then we're, you know, once that's the case, he hasn't done anything all year. He now he's officially hurt. You're like, okay, well, who's who's going to step up? You know, so I think it's, you know, I don't think it was a total reach to think Lance Moore might be one of the guys. Yeah. But now Colston's back in the mix, and now they've got these three-headed monster at running back, and it's just like they're going to be dangerous. <laughs> going to be dangerous, real dangerous in uh, the NFL NFC playoffs. I mean, Breeze had four touchdowns, and their and their running backs had three touchdowns. That's just phenomenal. And Jimmy Graham's still not one hundred percent either. You know, and they're Saints, still able to do Saints, this. Seahawks, NFC Championship. We've talked about it, Bill. You know, that's your new your new Super Bowl prediction team, right? The Saints. Yeah, and I have yeah. Seahawks, and whoever has home field is going to win it. Both of them. Is it? Look down the NFC list. Who, other than those two teams, who has the uh, an, uh, a home field advantage that's on par with them in the NFC? Nobody. No. Nobody. I mean, the Saints are really tough in that dome. And, uh, you know, Seattle, enough said, up there in Canada, as we say, Bill. That's so right. whoever has the home field advantage <laughs> is going to take uh, get to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. It's a shame because I would love to see what the Panthers can do in the second half of the season. I think they play the Saints twice. Uh... Do they play them twice? I think they do. I think you're right. We talked about that last week. Yeah, that's a shame though because I don't think they have a chance. They'll. I don't think they have a shot to to knock off the Saints from getting home field. Who the Panthers? Right. Well, the Panthers have to play New England this week. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. Um, Then they got at Miami, Tampa Bay. Two wins. All right. Let's say they lose to the Pats. Two out of three. All right. Well, right now, what are they? One, two, three, four, five, six, and three. Six and yeah, they lost with a the bye. first two games. Right. Six and three with a bye. Right. So let's play win loss real quick. Okay. Patriots loss. Six and four. Miami, Tampa Bay. Win win. Eight and four. At Saints. Loss. Eight and five. Yeah. Jets at home. Win. Nine and five. Saints at home. Win. Ten and five at Atlanta. <laughs> win. Eleven and five. Yeah, that's not going to get it done. No, it's a shame though because I don't. I just don't. I can't see them winning in New Orleans. I really can't. Like in the even playoffs. though that defense is so yeah in the playoffs, I can't see him pulling out that victory. Yeah, well, uh, hey, the Panthers are. You know, every year there's that team with the defense that you got to. You know, who knows what'll happen? They yeah, can just, they can punch you in the mouth and, and, and win in a playoff game. I don't think they can w- win a string of games in the playoffs against some of these teams, but well, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I'll be shocked if the Seahawks and the Saints aren't in the NFC Championship. And whoever and we've been saying it, whoever has home field, that's that's the team that goes to the Super Bowl. All right. So running back champs, Bill, you had the trio of Saints. Did we mention Marshawn Lynch? We didn't. Marshawn Lynch, beast mode, 145 yards and a touchdown. Speaking of the Seahawks. Not nasty. bad. Yeah. Not bad. Um, moving over to the running back chumps, Bill, Steven Jackson. I mean, you know, I saved this guy on one of my rosters, PPR League. Waited for him to come back, you know. He comes back, and he has been just awful. I mean, beyond awful. 
It's the whole team. averaging like a, a yard and a half per carry since he's come back? It's the whole team. Not not good. I can't believe I picked uh, that. That's another one of my biggest regrets from this year, picking them to make the Super Bowl. What a what a joke. You could well, rip you, you know what? You could rip me on that for the rest of our radio career. Remember well, that I, time you picked the Remember that time you picked the Falcons to win the Super Bowl in 2013? Yeah, Todd, I remember. Well, the year or, before you picked the Panthers. Hey, they look awesome this year. <laughs> so I was a year ahead of the I was a year ahead of the curve. You're ahead of the curve. That's how it works. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, they're just falling apart there. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking here, and Steven Jackson. What's that? Gone. I'm. So, I was just gonna say it's weird because Jaquiz Rogers was doing really well. Yeah. He was. He was doing pretty well. And then S. Jax comes back, and he just looks terrible. Thirty-three carries, seventy-four yards. Since he's come back, oh, three games. Oh, that's awful. So that's two, two, two plus yards a carry. Yeah, that's bad. Not good. A couple other running running back chumps. Bill C.J. Spiller, eight carries, twenty three yards, and Trent Richardson, five rushes, two yards. Yeah, for a while there, he had negative points, and I, w- I would have been really just pissed off if he had negative points uh, on for the day. Um, <laughs> so you're thrilled with his 3.5? No, I'm, I'm just saying it, it, he. I don't know what's going on there. I can't think of a. Is he the biggest? I mean, is is he biggest the biggest bust, bust of the year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because he's not injured, as far as we know, he got he's traded playing. to a better team. Yep. He's had time to acclimate. Yep. And he's just. I mean, he's just the worst. And he was the top yeah. 10, 12 pick in every league. Yep. No, he is. I I would say he's the biggest bust of the year. I mean. Sure. If you, I guess that's it's an argument. There's a lot of other potential busts as well, but I mean, he just makes you angry. Yeah, you know, because like C.J. Spiller, some of these other guys, Ray Rice. I mean, you can kind of, you know, reason, find reasons why that they aren't having good years, whether yep. it's age or just the team. You know, the Ravens are rebuilding, and Spiller's been hurt a little bit. Maybe we don't know his true health. You know. Um, but with Trent Richardson, there's really just no excuse. No, he there's just not. Stinks. Yeah, that's I know. Absolutely and the right. Browns are laughing all the way into the May 2014 draft. draft. Yeah, they sure so, are. All right, moving on to the wide receiver champs, Bill. Speaking of the draft, how about uh, Tavon Austin, Bill? You and I were sitting there when he got drafted last April. Yeah, he had been dormant this year. He hadn't done anything, and he exploded. For some big plays now, he you know he, he uh, I want to get your opinion on how what your take on him is in the you know moving forward because he didn't have that many touches, Bill. But no. He made the most of them. I mean, he had two catches, and they just happened to be for 138 yards and two touchdowns. And he also ran a ridiculous punt back for a TD. I think that was a 98 yarder, something like that. Listen, he showed his playmaking skills. He showed his ability to get past defenders and make guys miss. That's what we loved from him when he was coming out of West Virginia. The problem is with the Rams, they don't get him the ball enough. For him to only have two catches in this game, it's a miracle he had 138 yards and and two touchdowns. Because the previous couple weeks when he had two catches, it was for like four yards, five yards. So if the Rams don't get creative in the way they can get Tavon Austin the football, then shame on them because, I mean, his playmaking skills are there. They, they have to get him the football more. They have to get creative in the way they're using him. 
I don't want to hear any more of this garbage. He's a rookie, and he's learning the offense, and he's learning how to play, uh, you know, learning how to uh, read defenses and, you know, make, uh, you know, customized routes on the fly. Get him the football. That, that's all you have to do. Just get him the football. You're the coach. You have to find, You have to be able to to take advantage of your playmakers. And right now, who else? Who else do they have? It's Zach Stacy and it's Devon Austin. Chris Givens is a bust. Uh, Jared Cook is a bust. Austin Pettis is a, just a slot receiver at this point. Get Devon Austin the football, please. Here's what. Let's talk about him for a second. Um, when they drafted, they traded up, correct, to the yep. number eight spot. To take this guy. <sighs> Ten well, games, Bill. Yeah. Ten games played. And he has six rushing attempts. Yep. Okay. This was supposed to be the next Percy Harvin. Yeah. Six rushing attempts in ten games. Thirty-three catches. And Bill, over the last three games, including the huge win over the Colts, the last three games, he has eight targets going his way. Yeah. And what were what were his? I'm trying to look up his game log real quick. I've got it here. What do you need? What were his game? What were his uh, yardage totals the last two games before this past week? Zero and nine. Exactly. So it's like he has a game. Bill, let me just go through them week by week. Okay. Yeah. Forty-one. Forty. Which is starting at week one. Forty-one yards receiving. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna get into the rushing. Forty-seven. Thirty-six. Thirty-two. Three. Zero. Yeah. Thirty-nine. Nine. Yeah. Zero. And then one thirty-eight. Yeah, I, I rem- uh, you know, I just don't get it. Remember, a couple years ago, two years ago, I guess it was, they missed out on Justin Blackman because the Jaguars traded up and the Rams were about to pick, pick Blackman. The, the Jags made a move and they jumped up to get him. Well, that worked. That worked out in the Rams' favor because we know Justin Blackman's a knucklehead. Um, right, right. So now they make a move this year to trade for Tavon Austin and they don't use him enough. Nah, why give up? Why make all those sacrifices with your draft picks to get a guy and then not use him a lot? I don't know. Maybe I mean, we're seeing we're seeing a guy like Ke- we're seeing a guy like Keenan Allen that was taken in the third round produce like a top twenty receiver this year, and then for Tavon Austin who was drafted eighth overall and he, he's putting up games with, with, when he gets two two catches for zero yards and then two catches for one hundred and thirty eight yards, you find a happy medium. Get him five catches for 70 yards a game. Well, again, in this first uh, five games, Bill, mm-hmm. 40 targets, okay? They were trying to get him the ball in the first five games. Yeah. Last five games, 14 targets. 40 to 14. Yeah. You split the, the first 10 games in half. So something's going on there. Now, granted, that's around the same time they lost you know, Sam Bradford. Right. Um, but – you know, you got. If this guy is is a true playmaker, and maybe they just don't. Maybe they, you know, maybe they don't think he's that good now. Maybe they realize something midway through. Who knows? But disappointing. Nice to see him uh, make some big plays because we know he can do it. Um, maybe he just landed on the wrong team. Bill, we talked about it. If you remember, right before the draft, we we said, wouldn't it, he's a luxury pick? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Um, I kept saying he's the kind of guy because at that time he was projected as like a late first rounder. Mm-hmm. And we were like, yeah, he'll, man, if he goes to the right team, you know, uh, just as a team that's pretty set and he's just an extra weapon, man, he's going to be awesome, you know? Right. A team where they don't need to rely on him too much, but he'll just be, a, you know, just another weapon. What and we said about kept, uh, Randall Cobb. Yeah, right. exactly. But then what happened was he uh, he just shot up the draft boards and he went to a, a bad a bad fit. 
mm. you know. So anyway, all right, enough about him. He was he's still a champ despite all the negativity there, Bill. He's a champ this week. <laughs> this week uh, Demarius Thomas, he's another champ, Bill. Seven catches, 108 yards, three touchdowns. This guy, uh, you know, he's just a monster. I love the yeah. little wide receiver screen they throw to him. I just so good. It. I was so I was good. only thing disappointing about it is the one that they ran this week was like from the twenty yard line instead of their twenty yard line. I love it when he catches it and he goes eighty, which he's done many times in the it's past. Great. Uh, another big wide receiver that makes champs list: Brandon Marshall, seven catches, one hundred and thirty nine yards, two scores. Bill huge for his fantasy owners. And the third giant wide receiver, racist Riley Cooper. Bill three mm. catches. Two touchdowns, 102 yards for the Eagles. Yeah, here's another guy that, you know, he gets three catches. Two of them are for TDs, and both of them are for big-time bombs. Second week in a row where you're thinking, well, Riley Cooper's not going to do that again, and then he does it again. So now that he's playing the Redskins, get him in your lineup this week because the way he's been going, you know he's going to get into the end zone at least once. Well, you know, he uh, he seems to have found some kind of rhythm with Nick Foles at quarterback. Yeah. So, uh yeah, he's a big play receiver. You know, he's not going to be consistent, like you said, Bill. Um, but right now, let's see, he only has 28 catches on the year. But they are for 555 yards. He's catching he's 20, 20 yards a catch for this guy. Yeah, that's nuts. Those are crazy stats. You know, he's only going to get five, six. I'm looking at his last five games, and he has between five and seven targets in each of those games. So, you know, he's going to catch three or four balls a game, Not nothing much more than that. But, hey, if one or two of them are for touchdowns, then it's – worth it yep who do we have for the wide receiver chumps bill wide receiver chumps what happened to wes welker in this game three catches 21 yards uh hello wes you got to do better than that bud Payne, get him the football we're relying on welker larry fitzgerald such a shame three catches 23 yards marvin jones he died down very quickly uh one catch for just two yards and then roddy white back in action had uh one catch for 20 yards yeah well, you know, we tried to warn people on Marvin Jones uh, that the game that he had, the huge game, he didn't play that many snaps at all. Right. But he, he made the most of his snaps. And we said, well, you know, if he continues to see the same amount of snaps, you know, he's he's not a guy you're going to be able to rely on, you know, week in and week out. Yep. And that's kind of what's happened with him. Yeah. Roddy White. Uh, I mean, I, I gave up on Larry Fitzgerald before this season. I know that you might have been a little higher on than me, but I, I wasn't touching him at all. Um, I got burned by him last year, and I figured he kind of hit the wall. And then Roddy White, I mean, you know, he's he's a shell of himself. But the Wes Welker's the, the big one, Bill, from that list. Yeah, I mean, to, to see Peyton Manning have, what did he have, Four touch, three touchdowns this week? Four, Four. touchdowns for 330 yards. And then, you know, three of them for 21 go to uh, – Three catches for 21 yards, go to Wes Welker. That's just shocking to me. Yeah, totally and it's not agree. like Eric – I mean, Eric Decker had a decent game. Julius Thomas had that one catch for 74 yards and a touchdown. I don't know. No, he's, he's the epitome of a chump this week. Yeah, yeah. He, he let his owners down. He'd been in PPR, he only had five points. Right, right. Um, Let's move over to the tight end ch- champs, Todd. John yep. Carlson filling in for Kyle Rudolph had seven grabs, 98 yards and a touchdown. I mentioned Julius Thomas, three grabs, 96 yards and a TD. And then Jordan Reed, two tight ends from that Thursday night game make the tight end champs list. Six catches, 62 yards and a touchdown for the Redskins rookie. Yeah. Hey, you know, and Orange Julius and Jordan Reed, Bill, two young tight ends that will be hopefully be around for a while. I hope so, too. You know? need some depth. Need some depth at the position. Yeah, um, and you know, I mean, we've been touting both of these guys for weeks and weeks now. John Carlson, 
Uh, I need to. I don't know how much I can trust him just because of the team he's on and the quarterback that he's got. What are your thoughts on Carlson? Um, the same, same. I, I look at him the same way I looked at Kyle Rudolph. Is good for a bye week replacement, but I, no, I'm not relying on him every week. Got it. Rudolph had a similar game, 98 yards and a touchdown earlier in the year, but that was yeah. his best game of the year, and that was it. Yeah. So. All right, who do we have for the Chumps tight end position? Bill? Jason Witten. Uh, we should have put all the Cowboys on the Chumps list this week, but here's Jason Witten, two cre- two catches. 20- How did Des Bryant not make the wide receiver Chump list this week? I got to talk to uh, talk to our writer. And how about uh, Lamar Miller? And Lamar, well, the the articles um, in them before the Monday night game. Ah. But Des Bryant should have been on the Chumps list. Anyway, Jason Witten, two catches, twenty seven yards. Marty B. Martellus Bennett from the Bears, four catches, twenty nine yards, and then Tony G. Tony Gonzalez. Three grabs, 29 yards, just not cutting it. No, not at all. Um, you know, uh, tight ends are up and down. But Witten's been a lot more down than I expected. I thought he would be better than this. Especially you know? with Miles Austin out. I know. You'd think Witten would be active or, you know, uh, get a, getting a lot Bill, of targets. I, I mean, seriously, think of all of the Cowboys – uh, fantasy prospects. Is there, mm. are there any guys that you can trust every week? Before this week, I would have said Romo and Bryant. I think you can trust Tony Romo. He, he had a bad week this week. But he, he's going to get you 250 and a touchdown. I, I still think that's Bryant's a stud. You, you play him every week. Of course, of course. Yeah. Again, well, he has 48 touchdowns. I was just it's saying. It's just you know, disappointing when when they have games like this. Well, the, expecta- the expectations for Des are, were just really high. Right. Um, again, we went over all the stinkers that he had this, this year, but he has had, you know, three games over 100. Yeah. Um, you know, he's only had – actually, I'm looking now. He's only had four games over 80 yards. That's it, huh? Just four? That's it. Four out of ten. That's not that good. I'm telling he's uh, – I think something's going to happen here in the second – you know, not the second half of the season, but the final five weeks of the season. Something will happen with Des Bryant where he just goes off. The same thing happened last year. Same yeah, thing. W- wouldn't be surprised. Um, but, yeah, Witten. I mean, Witten this year uh, – I mean, even the in previous years, Witten had always been kind of more of a PPR guy. Yeah, sure. No, not a lot of touchdowns, but a ton of receptions. And that's just not the case this year. No, it's not. Very so, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. We're just in the first segment here. we got to take a quick break. Uh, I didn't say hello to our producer, Josh, before. I, I, I apologize, Josh. I ignored you earlier. Uh, it's okay. I, I can forgive you this one time. What's going on with the phones, my man? Uh, we're working on that right now. Hopefully, we'll have them back up and running within a few minutes. All right. So, I'm going to give everyone the email address. It's radio at footballnation.com. Once the phones start working, I'll send out the number again. But if you have a lineup question, if you have a waiver wire question, now's the time to send it in. Radio at footballnation.com. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, injury recap and our waiver wire report for Week 11. That's all coming up next on the Fantasy Football Champs. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs. FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. 
FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Probable? It is what it is. Questionable? I've fallen and I can't get up. Doubtful? <laughs> Are any of your players on this week's injury report? It's time for bumps and bruises. All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Champs. Bumps and bruises, our weekly uh, look back at all the injuries from this past week, and we'll start off with. Probably one that is on everyone's mind because he affects so many other people around him. That's Peyton Manning, quarterback from the Denver Broncos. Todd, he had an MRI that resulted that came back and said no new damage. Now that I'm putting <laughs> new in air quotes here, no new damage to the ankle, which means that you know there's something going on with his high ankle sprain that you know is affecting him. It's not necessarily affecting his performance, but there is something there. Yeah, there's something there. Um, no new damage, huh? Right, no new damage. Don't you love how we have to like, like analyze every word said in these 
interviews and press they're, releases. They're very, very uh, sneaky. Yes. Very, very sneaky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said it earlier, Bill. You're not too worried about it. It's not like this guy's nah. uh, Mr. Nimble out there. No, you know, he, as long as he can just move around in the pocket just a little bit, you know how he kind of like stutter steps a little bit. That that's all that, that that's all that really matters. All right, so we're not too worried about that one. Huge game Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs for Peyton right. Manning. Jay Cutler, Bill, what are we calling this one? An acute ankle injury. He's out for Week Eleven. Yeah, they already ruled him out, and I guess the coach is taking some blame for this one because he injured the ankle earlier in the game. They kind of kept him out there. Uh, the coach, Mark Trustman, saying now that he should have he should have taken him out earlier, but he didn't. So we'll see Josh McCown on their center in Week Eleven. All right, Jake Locker, Bill. This uh, this guy just can't stay healthy. Liz Frank injury out for the year, most likely. Um, he, you know, Locker was hurt earlier in the year, came back, looked pretty strong, kind of a became a viable backup fantasy quarterback. You know, bye week replacement when the matchup was right. Right. And he got hurt early in this one, and that was the end of that. So probably no more Locker for the year. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick will take over um, for for the uh, for the Titans. And then uh, Seneca Wallace with the the Packers quarterback, he uh, didn't last long after his first starting uh, role for the green and yellow groin injury. He was replaced by Scott Tolzien from oh, got me Wisconsin. Oh, okay. So he's he's very familiar with that Green Bay area. I think he's from Wisconsin. Yeah, um, he looked better than Seneca Wallace did. Yeah, he did. And he was just elevated from the practice squad just last week. And you know uh, that you know the Packers signed Matt Flynn too, right? Yeah. No, what a joke. This guy uh, made more money off one game than in the history of the NFL. I can't believe it. Uh, one stinking game. It was against the Lions. They were terrible that year. Guy goes out and sets the franchise records for single game performance. Uh, better than Bart Starr. Better than Brett Favre. Better than Aaron Rodgers. Becomes a millionaire. So, Hello. Whoa. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. That, was, that was all fair. Nobody could hear that. So, uh, do we have the phone lines back working? I it guess appears to we be got working. that dial tone. All right. Nice. 855-478-7030. We're going to get to our waiver wire report in a little bit. Let's stick with these injuries right now, Todd. Uh, move over to running backs. Only one significant injury this week, and that's Mike James. Fractured ankle. Done for the year. Yeah. Uh, Doug Martin. Gone. Right. Mike James. Gone. Yeah. Who's next up? Bobby Rainey. Bobby Rainey of Western Kentucky. Yes. I got that one right. Hey I got now. That one right. Um. Yeah. You know. Uh. It's a shame. Mike James actually showed a little bit of promise. You know. He was a viable, uh, RB three or flex guy. He 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 started off the game on fire. Four four rushes, forty one yards. I know. I know. I had him going in one league. Um. So now I have to find another running back. Yeah. <laughs> the injuries are hitting us hard. Moving over to the wide receivers, Bill. This guy's always on the wide receiver injury list. How about Stevie J of the Buffalo Bills? Has a groin injury. He doesn't think he'll be able to play against the Jets this weekend. The team has a bye in week 12. If they were smart, they would just keep him out until after the bye week. Bill, this is a guy I just didn't draft or consider drafting in any league. You know, I actually picked him up in one of my leagues because I think someone you know, someone dropped him. And uh, it's a PPR league, and I thought, well, you know, once EJ Manuel comes back, he'll be all right. He's my wide receiver five. I don't mind. I don't mind stashing him if you're in a full point PPR league. Okay, I can, I can see that. I yeah. Can see that. Yeah. Tight end Vernon Davis concussion. Bill. Uh, Tough. 
What do we think? What's the prognosis for Vern? Uh, Who knows with these concussions these days? I mean, Darren Sproles had a concussion last week. He played on Sunday night and and played well. So (laughs) I can't figure out the concussion protocol anymore. Uh, I'm I'm just – I'm – I can't get it. I don't understand it. There's, there doesn't seem like there's a unified system across the board for any player, no matter what the severity of the concussion. In my mind, there, there's no mild concussion. There's no severe concussion. A concussion is a concussion is a concussion. Mm. And then Tony Gonzalez, uh, toe injury. He was hobbling around in the locker room after the game. Yeah, um, that one we might have to keep an eye on because toes can be funny. You know, you think of a toe injury and you're like, oh, that's not that serious. I, I tend to gr- disagree with that. Apparently his his hobble, his limp in the locker room after the game was pretty significant. So we'll see what happens. Um, this one, this news is not fantasy relevant, Bill, but did you see um, within the last few minutes that Ed Reed is likely out in Houston? Yeah, and I, I this just came across my, my Twitter feed too. Uh, Albert Breer of the NFL Network says uh, the Texans had $6 million of Ed Reed's deal guaranteed. And the only way they can get off the hook for about like 400000 of it is if another team claims them off waivers, which is probably not going to happen. Uh, yeah. You think the Ravens get him? I don't know. Mm. He, he can't play anymore. Six million dollars they gave this guy. It's good to be Ed. It's good to be Ed. That's right. Yeah, it's coming off a Super Bowl win, get six million dollars guaranteed. Call the season. <laughs> Go over <laughs> the holidays. <laughs> Go over right. He'll get it. He'll get an announcer job somewhere. Like Tebow. Just like Tebow. <laughs> All right. What's next on the docket here, Bill? Uh, I think we should jump into our waiver wire report. Sound good to you? Free agents, pickups, or waiver wire claims. Man, I'm glad I called that guy. The names may be different in your league, but the players are the same. The fantasy football champs are here with the roster moves you should make this week. All right, so the waiver wire report, very um, important as we're heading into crunch time for the fantasy football playoffs. Todd, in my mind, there are always players. I got into a little bit of a spat on Twitter last night. There's always players in my mind that you can pick up no matter what time of the year, and they can help you win games in fantasy football. It doesn't matter if your team is 9 and 1 or 8 and 1 or 9 and 1, 8 and 2 or 4 and 6, whatever, you know, whatever it is at this point. I always think the waiver wire is important. So, you know, don't just look at your team and say you're set. Because there's always guys to be had, even if it's just preventing your opponents from picking them up. So what you was the spat with... on Twitter? This, this, first of all, I got into a little bit of an argument last night with Shannon Sharp. What? Yeah, <laughs> we were going at it back and forth for like 15 minutes last night. You kept and Shannon. Twe- yeah, kept tweeting me, talking trash. That was fun. About what? About Mike Glennon. But this, what this other... why, is it, why does he have an opinion on Mike Glennon? Oh, well, that's what I said. <laughs> so, okay. Call well, him out. I hear more about this. I called him out last night. He said, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can find it. Um, <laughs> where did he say? He was talking trash about Mike Glennon. He okay. Basi- he basically said. Paraphrasing. Um, no, I want to find it because the way he put it. All right, here we go. 
Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Where is it? Who is Bell? Glennon isn't the answer for the Bucks. Sorry, Buck fans. Maybe you're happy with that. So I replied, "Well, you have superpowers. It's only been five games." So then okay. we just we just started taking we just started going at it after that. He said, "Why not?" I said, yeah, "I'm a little disappointed. You're a professional. You're a former player in the Hall of Fame. How can you judge someone off five games?" And then every time Glenn Glennon had a bad pass, he tweeted me. He's like, "Oh, you like that play? You like that pass? What'd you think of that play?" <laughs> so Shannon so, Sharp is sitting there in his mansion somewhere, tweeting with me, tweeting Bill Enright. Yes, for no good reason. So I about said, "Mike Stinking Glennon." Yes. So I said, "You know, if you judge play." So after he said, after like the third time he tweeted me and said, "Oh, you like that pass?" I said, you can't judge a player off, off uh, one or two plays. If that was the case, David Tyree would be in the Hall of Fame. What did he say to that? He said, we'll continue this discussion after the draft. Meaning, after the draft? Meaning, let's see if Tampa Bay believes in Glennon, and he'll be right if they draft a quarterback, and I'll be right if they don't. Wow. I tried to get him on the show, but he wasn't biting. I was like, dude, I respect you, but you're wrong about this. Come on my show to talk about it. Uh, all right. Yeah. This other knucklehead on Twitter was trying to tell me that guys like Bobby Rainey and Rashad Matthews shouldn't be picked up, which I totally disagree with, and, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Yeah. Why not? He says they're backup players. Um, what did he say? Another joker. Uh, they're in, they're in the NFL for a reason, but they are backups for a reason. They fail more often than not. Because I basically said to him, "Yeah, backups have never uh, taken the opportunity and ran away with it." Tom Brady, average, exactly, average NFL players at best give defensive coordinators film to study, and it's over for them. I totally disagreed with that. <sighs> All right, let's get to the waiver wire. Yeah, let's get to it. Quarterbacks, we got three of them here, kind of four of them. Ryan Fitzpatrick, hey, if you're relying on Jake Locker, get his backup. Josh McCown, if you're relying on Jake Cutler, get his backup. I like McCown because I love his weapons. Right. Brandon Marshall, Ashan Jeffrey, Matt Forte, getting it done no matter who's the quarterback. And McCown actually looked pretty good uh, when he came in for, for Cutler against the Redskins. And uh, last week when I forget who they were playing, the Rams or something like that. Uh, the, the, the third quarterback is Scott Tolzien of the Packers. I mean, he looked better than Seneca Wallace did. It's not saying a whole lot, but they are playing the Giants this weekend. I, what, I what teams think, are do you have the teams that are on bye this week? Uh, only two teams on bye this week, and it is the Cowboys and the Rams. So Romo, you need a backup yeah. quarterback, Romo. Uh, maybe backup running backs, DeMarco Murray, Zach Stacy, and then Des Bryant, Jason Witten. That's really it. I mean, the only, uh, you know. We were talking about Devon Austin before. I don't think you have to worry about him or finding a replacement in your lineup for him. No. It's really just Zach Stacy for the Rams. Their defense right. was great last week. Well, I was just way. thinking with the quarterbacks we just listed, you know. Yeah. Uh, if Ro- you have Romo. Romo on by and you only have one quarterback on your roster. That's it. You know, you could uh, you could take a look. Now, uh, Fitzpatrick plays the Jets. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He doesn't. I keep thinking he's on Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that Who did I Buffalo? do that with? I did that with somebody earlier in the year. Yeah. I forget who. Uh, I don't remember. It was like a very <laughs> – I mean, uh, Carson Palmer in the Bengals. That's Carson was. Palmer in the Bengals, yeah. I just keep thinking of that picture of Fitzpatrick with that beard. Oh, yeah. Winter's coming. 
the the okay. So Scott Tolzien and the Packers play the Giants. Yep. Good matchup. Josh McCown plays Baltimore. Eh, not that good of a matchup. And Tennessee plays the, the Colts. Hey, I mean, <laughs> who Colts knows? Yeah, we didn't right. touch on the Colts at the top of the show, Bill. No, what the I, hell I happened there? That was ridiculous. I mean, I I never saw that coming. No, never. Totally agree. All right, moving on to the running backs, Bill. Who do we have on the waiver wire for running backs? Uh, waiver wire for the running backs. We mentioned him last week, and I kind of told people that he he's a must add right away. That's Andre Brown of the New York Giants and Shane Vereen. Andre Brown obviously had a monster game against the Raiders, and he's going to be that, that that force in the backfield for the Giants. Forget about Peyton Hillis. Forget about Brandon Jacobs. It's it's Andre Brown's backfield now. And then Shane Vereen, we told you about him last week because he's coming back this week. Obviously, with the Pats on a bye, you know, you had to be a little sneaky. You had to be a step ahead of your opponents. But now that he's back, if you didn't stash him, you have to get him. And then some other players that uh, have some opportunities or played well this weekend. At the running back position, Mark Ingram, he was our running back champ, 145 yards on a touchdown. Bobby Rainey filled in for Mike James. Tampa Bay situation, hey, I mean, I guess Brian Leonard's going to split carries, but Bobby Rainey's the one with, with the talent and the speed. And then Donald Brown looking a lot better than Trent Richardson. I'd be surprised. Uh, if Donald Brown is, is owned in, in more than 20% of the leagues, I think he's a guy that you'll want on your team in the second half of the season because, or, you know, the rest of the remaining part of the season because Trent Richardson is just not getting it done, and the Colts realize that. And then finally, Dennis Johnson. Uh, Arian Foster's on IR. Ben Tate has four broken ribs. So Dennis Johnson could get an opportunity if something would happen to Foster. Something did happen to Foster. I mean, if something, something happened to Tate. Something, something, yeah, right. Something happened to Tate, right. Yeah. Um, other than Andre Brown and Shane Vereen, I mean, Ingram, we didn't see that one coming. I didn't see it coming. Mark Ingram coming back. He, he might be playing for a job. Yeah, but I don't think we were real high on him the last couple of weeks. No, 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 not at all. He, no, <laughs> not even a little bit. I know, exactly. So that one was a, a bit surprised. Yeah. It's a bit surprising. Um, <sighs> I have Vereen in a couple of leagues where I've been holding on to him. Like, I held on to Steven Jackson, too. So I'm hoping that the results are a little better for Mr. Vereen than they I were think for they will. I think they will be. S. Jax. Yeah. Um, I did snag Andre Brown a couple leagues. So um, sitting pretty there. Did not start him last week. But I agreed with you last week. You kind of had to wait and see. You know? Yeah, you didn't want to get too cute. I, I told people not to start him uh, on my FF Champs Sunday morning show. Just because, you know, you, you don't know. First of all, Peyton Hillis was officially listed as a starter. Of course, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. But you just want to see what happens before you just throw him into your starting lineup. But now that you saw what happened, now you're very fortunate to have picked him up. Before we get to the receivers here on the waiver wire list, yeah. why are the Car- – I'm going off on a complete tangent here, but it gets me fired up. Why in the world are the Cardinals coaches starting uh, Mendenhall as the running back? You know, running. they have this thing in their head that Andre Ellington cannot carry the ball more than 15 times a game. And it's a shame because the one game where he did have more than 15 yards, more than 15 carries, he lit up the scoreboard. Uh, remember that game a couple weeks ago? Uh, where, yeah. Yeah. 15 carries against Atlanta, 154 yards. 150. And right. So now they're only going to give him the ball 10 to 12 times a game, and it, it's a shame. He's averaging five yards a carry. More than that, actually. He's averaging 
Oh, they don't have it here. 7.2. 7.2 yards to carry, that's On what the got. season. On the season. That's exactly. nuts. I know. That is nuts. And, you know, for whatever reason, Bruce Arians, Rashad Mendenhall fumbled this weekend, and he's not being productive when he gets the ball in his hands. For some reason, they just, I don't know, they just believe that Ellington can't handle a bigger workload. It's, it's really a shame. It's a really big shame. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, hey, the Cardinals are in the thick of it now. I mean, they're 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 five and four, right? Yeah. I mean, they've got something to play for. You think that they would? I don't know. I don't get it. I, that that angered me when I, I saw that story pass across the news blotter today. I was like, yeah. really? You know? But hey, you know they're they're uh, they're only a game out of the wild card, Bill. I don't believe in them. I don't believe in them either, but I'm saying. I don't. They're 5-4, and though. I mean, come on. They're 5-4. Niners, Carolina are 6-3. and Chicago, Green Bay, Mm 5-4. You know. They're right there, baby. Yeah. Cardinals. I can't see it happening. (laughs) All right, wide receivers, uh, Bill. Who do we have on the waiver wire for wide receivers? All right, some wide receivers I like this week. Percy Harvin, first of all, I've got to mention him. Because the the Seahawks expect him to play this weekend. I think they're going to activate him. Uh, he should play in Week 11. Mario Manningham of the 49ers didn't get a whole lot done because Colin Kaepernick didn't play so well. But he was the team's leading receiver. And with Michael Crabtree still a few weeks away from action and Vernon Davis with a concussion, you can expect to see Manningham get a few more targets down the road. Kenny Stills of the Saints. Hey, Drew Brees is on fire. You want players on the New Orleans Saints roster. Uh, for your fantasy roster. Tavon Austin, I know he's on a bye this week, but, hey, we saw what he can do this weekend. Hopefully the Rams will take note and find ways to get him the football after their bye week. Chris Durham and Nate Burleson of the Detroit Lions. Stafford's passing at an alarmingly high rate. And then finally, Jermaine Curse of the Seattle Seahawks. This rookie is getting into the end zone quite frequently. I'm very surprised by it, actually. He was pretty decent. He played for Washington up there in Seattle, so he stayed home. Okay. With the hometown team. Uh, he was a pretty good college fantasy football player, actually. Okay. But a uh, little surprising. You know, the, C- the Seahawks kind of have a rotating uh, group of wide receivers up there, it seems like. Right. Never know who's going to catch the catch the ball up there. Uh, but, yeah, he's, uh, he's someone to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, two tight ends I want to mention here. John Carlson, again, if you're relying on Kyle Rudolph, chances are you weren't uh, rewarded. Uh, you were – let down more often than you were rewarded. Uh, John Carlson, the same thing is going to be with him. And then Tyler Eifert. Jermaine Gresham's a little bit banged up right now, and we've been waiting for one of these. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter who, but just one of the Bengals' tight ends had to go down with an injury or get sick or something for the other one to kind of start playing well, and that's what happened with Eifert this weekend. Gresham was inactive. Eifert played pretty well. Uh, yeah, talented rookie from Notre Dame. I believe Carlson's from Notre Dame too, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Notre Dame, the home of the tight ends. Uh, oh, yeah, right, Rudolph. Rudolph was another one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Notre Dame, baby. Tight end you. <laughs> tight end you, that's right. Greg Olson was supposed to go to Notre Dame, and then he left. Went to Miami. Yes, he did. Your boy. Didn't you play basketball against him growing yeah, up? F- yeah, football. Football? He left, he left Notre Dame because his brother was the quarterback. His brother got, like, kicked off the team. So he recommitted or took away his commit. I don't know how it worked out, but decommitted. Decommitted, yeah. Went to the <laughs> U. Went to the U. 
All right. Uh, phone lines back up and working. If you have a waiver wire question, now's the time to get it in. 855-478-7030. You can also email us, radio at footballnation.com. That is all we're doing in the next segment. We're taking your calls. We're taking your emails. Uh, so get with the program and get on the phone lines as we're going to take a quick break, but more fantasy football champs coming up next. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Player rankings, injury updates, and waiver wire advice. The Fantasy Football Champs cover it all. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Champs. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries, hanging out with you. The number here, 855-478-7030. We're going right to the phone lines where our good friend Jag in Connecticut is waiting to ask a trade question. What's up, Jag? Hey, guys. Uh, this, this week was pretty bad for me. I was oh, man. How could you say that? You're in 15 leagues. Yeah, yeah. I have 4-11. I won four of my leagues. Oh, that is pretty bad, dude. Yep. Okay. Right, so uh, how, how can we help you rebound? I was offered, uh, you know, LeSean McCoy and Pierre Thomas for DeMarco Murray and Le'Veon Bell. No. Stay in I mean, you're, uh, wait, my, you're getting my, McCoy? Oh, oh, oh. Are you getting McCoy? Yep, I'm getting McCoy and Pierre Thomas. Yes. 
And, yeah, I would uh, do that. Um, and my my I generally play Matt Forte and Moreno are my you know my RBs, and then I have Murray and Le'Veon Bell on my. Why bench. would your opponent do that? Doesn't matter why. Just click accept. Okay, Hurry up, I do should, it should, before it goes it. away. Maybe he's listening to the show too. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> oh, Jag, you're a little buster. So what uh, else you got for us? That's only one in your leagues, um, unless you're making that trade in like all of them. Yeah, no, I think one of the league. I have other question. Um, I think I'm tired with um, Charles Clay or Kobe Fleener. Do you think I should pick uh, someone like uh, uh, Carlson? No. Or Brandon Bostick or any of those people? No, no. No, stick with Fleener and Clay. Okay, thank you. All right, no problem. Jag, uh, excellent phone call. Good luck with that trade. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can email us, radio at footballnation.com. I think we should take a few emails, Todd, because they're starting to stack up like usual. Oh, man. Are they ever. Um, first one I have is from NJ Bears. Um, okay. Thanks for your insight yes, yes, tra- each yeah, and every it, week. Can't say how much your help has made a difference this year. Half point PPR. He was offered Forte for Demarius Thomas. Mm. He had Arian Foster. He currently has Lamar Miller, uh, Ellington Ryan Matthews, Shane Vereen, and Dennis Johnson from Houston. His wide receivers are Demarius Thomas, Keenan Allen, Emmanuel Sanders, Terrence Williams, and Harry Douglas. He had Julio. Oof. So he had Julio and Arian Foster, probably his first two draft picks, gone. Uh, he has to get a running back. He knows that. But is Forte the guy you want? At this point in the season, with Cutler being banged up, Matt Forte, to me, in a half-point PPR, uh, he hasn't. I, I don't think his receivers are strong enough to give up to Marius Thomas. Look who he'd be left the with last, the receiver. The last two seasons, Forte has missed a total of five games in, in the last two years. To me, he's a guy that I, that I can't trust. He always gets a little bit nicked up. I mean, the first three years, he played in all 16 games. But the last two years, he just hasn't been able to. <sighs> See, he's got Shane Vereen coming off IR. I think that he's your replacement for Arian Foster. And we like Ellington. And we like Ellington. And you know Ryan Matthews hasn't been that bad. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, and he he only has to start two running backs. You know, if he doesn't make the trade, right? You know, he can start Ellington or Matthews with Vereen. It's not optimal, <laughs> no doubt about it. But <sighs> let let me ask you this. Yeah. Better lineup: Forte and Ellington with Allen and Sanders, or Ellington and Vereen. With Thomas and Allen. I, I like the second one better. I think I, so. I, but we're, yeah. we're, we're banking on Vereen coming back and being Vereen. Which I think is fine. I do. We, we've waited long enough, and I, I think he's going to reward us. Okay. Well, if that's the I, case, I, I'm I can't not have that. I can't have that much bad karma in one season. So <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Ah. All right. There you go. Don't make the deal. Don't make it. Uh, next one is from Shelly86, Bill. Right. Hey, guys. Here's FF a, Champs, guys. Yeah, an FF Champs longtime subscriber, I believe. Yeah. Hey, guys, here's a tricky one. I need to start two of these three running backs this week. Le'Veon Bell, Alfred Morris, and Ellington. Bell and Morris. 
And the problem is, whoever I don't play, I need to drop. So basically that, what I'm saying is, which two are the best plays for this week and the rest of the season? That makes that makes the answer even even that much more correct. Because Morris and Bell are, are better long-term solutions, better weekly performance uh, performers, more consistent, and uh, just that, that, that's all you'll want. I don't know why he has to drop one. He didn't really explain anything, but Bell and Morris is the answer. I agree. I agree. Hey, next one is from Toasty Dosty Bill. Um, Should he trade Andre Ellington and Jason Witten for Antonio Gates and Danny Woodhead? Not in a standard league. Woodhead is great in in a PPR, but you know what? If you're not getting credit for his six or seven catches every week, then he – his 12 points or 15 points a game suddenly becomes six or eight points a game. Ellington, on the other hand, he'll get those big chunks of yards. Woodhead just doesn't get those big chunks. Yeah. Um, I don't really see this as like a major upgrade. Again, unless it's PPR. Yeah. You know? So I don't, I don't like see this being a great deal for either team. <laughs> and Gates and Woodhead, uh, Gates and Witten to me are very similar. Yeah, I agree. Next, next one is from uh, email from Rick in Houston, Bill. According to my Yahoo League, I clinched a playoff spot this season. He's 8-2. and two. Thanks again for all your suggestions. I have Kobe Fleener and Tim Wright at tight end. Do you think it's time to drop Fleener? Oh, um, boy. I, I'll tell you what. Tim Wright so, did, did nothing last night. Nope. Did Why, nothing. No, I, I wouldn't drop Fleener. I would drop Tim Wright if I'm dropping anybody. Uh, yeah, he's also asking about, you know, who should he – are there any sneaky players that he should try to stash away? He has Kendall Hunter, a handcuff to Frank Gore. Okay. He has Dennis Johnson, a handcuff to Ben Tate. Uh, those types of players. Anybody else come to mind, Bill, that you could stash away for a sneaky player for the playoffs? You know, how about someone like Nate Burleson? I don't think – you know, Michael Crabtree, Percy Harvin – those guys are get, are getting a lot of the attention right now. But remember, Harvin hasn't played at all, and it's a hip injury. Crabtree hasn't played at all, and it's an Achilles injury. Nate Burleson broke his arm. You know, he'll, he'll be able to run fine. And I love the Detroit offense, and I think they are in need of a wide receiver, too, to go along with Calvin Johnson. You know, Harvin and Crabtree are probably gone, but I bet Nate Burleson's out there. Not a bad stash. He's locked up, so he's not, he's not using him right away. No, he's eight and two, which is great. Yep. I would grab Nate Burleson. Maybe you're looking for a wide receiver, for a running back. Running backs are a lot tougher. Uh, Shane Vereen and Andre Brown. We've been touting those guys for the last couple weeks. Do, do you want to pick up Mark Ingram and hope he has another game like this? Maybe Pierre Thomas gets banged up. I don't think so. Um. Hmm. Do I think Benny Cunningham can make some noise? No, I think Zach, that backfield belongs to Zach Stacy. Donald Brown's not a bad option. I bet Donald Brown is available in a lot of leagues out there. You know, he, he's been getting... He, he, the Colts running back situation is such a mess. <laughs> yes, it is. And he had Andrew Luck led the team in rushing with 17 yards. Yeah, oh, my God. Last week. He, Donald Brown had five catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown last week. Donald Brown and Nate Burleson, if you're locked up for the playoffs, those are two guys I would go after. Both on good offenses. Both are, are, are very involved in their in their game plan. What is the Colts' offensive identity? T.Y. Hill and Andrew Luck. Hope for the best. I mean, Jesus. Throw it deep. What are they doing? 
Well, that's why I'm a little bit concerned about about their playoff chances because when you see them put up eight points against the St. Louis Rams, it's a little bit alarming. Yeah, and give up 38. And give up 38, right. I know there are a lot of big plays and stuff, but yeah. All right, next email is from our buddy Rob. He's in a full-point PPR, Bill. He's clinched his playoff spot. He has Tony Romo as his starting quarterback, and he's on bye. Should he... Should he play his backup, which is Andy Dalton, or should he pick up Scott Tolzien and play him? Before I want to answer this question, I just want to just say this one thing. Is there any better feeling than when you wake up in week 10 or 11 or whatever it is and you see that asterisk next to your name and you know you clinched the playoff spot? I love that. That was, the, that was one of the first things I did today. Loved that's it. a good feeling. Yeah, that's such an awesome feeling. Um, all right, back to his question. He clinched the playoff spot. Congratulations. Uh, Tony Romo on a bye, Andy Dalton is back up. Go with Dalton or Tolzien. You go with Dalton. Stick stick with Andy. I agree. We, we don't want to get too carried away here. Uh, he picked up Brandon Myers last week. No tight end. Double. Who should he grab now? Well, who's available? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know who's available. Um, that's important. He's playing the first place team. The other guy has Peyton Manning. I'm looking at his roster here, Bill. Would you start? I'm just going to pl- uh, make my own question out of this. Would you? He has Shane Vereen on the bench. Are you going to play wait and see with Vereen, or would you plug him in over someone like Gio Bernard? No. Gio is just so freaking good, man. I was a little bit worried about him this weekend because of the rib injury, and they they were a little bit questionable about whether or not he was going to play. He was awesome. He's so stinking good in the PPR league. There, four guys I love in the PPR, obviously. Other than the top, you know, Jamal Charles and McCoy and Forte, those guys, Danny Woodhead, Darren Sproles, Giovanni Bernard, and there was one more, and I'm forgetting who it was. Well, it might be Shane Vereen for the next couple weeks, but there was one more guy that I just love. PBR format, I love him. Yep. Gio's at the top of that list. Next one is from Andrew C. in Cali, Bill. Full point PPR. He's been offered Danny Amendola, and he has to give up Stephen Ridley. Why? He has tons of running backs, including Jamal Charles, Andre Ellington, Zach Stacy, Stephen Jackson, Andre Brown, Shane Vereen, but his wide receivers are weak. Yeah, um, he's in first place, 9-1. and one. Vereen coming back this week, and uh, Ridley, you're not going to start both of those guys. I-, I like the move to get a receiver. Ridley's been hot, coming on strong. Get Is more. Danny Amendola the guy you want, though? Can you, you can get something more than that. I think he can get a little bit better than that. Just a little bit. And if he was going to get Amendola, he has to get Edelman, too. He, he's got to get both of them. Uh, Keenan Allen, I like better than Amendola. Eric Decker, uh, he already has Josh Gordon. I like T.Y. better than him. I like Cecil Shorts better than him. Mm, that might change. I agree with you. I that might Rid- change if he comes back this week. Ridley, this is, I mean, if you have, he is preloaded at running back. So if you do want to. Dump a guy like Ridley. Right. Um, now's the time to do it, man. And I would I would ask for something more than Danny Amendola. Ridley started off with four zero touchdowns in the first four weeks. He now has six touchdowns in the last four weeks. That's impressive. That is impressive. He's coming on hot. 115 yards, two TDs last week or two weeks ago before the bye. So you know you're you're selling the guy at at the, at the highest point he's been all season. Get someone better than Amendola. All right, next one is our, from our friend Butters, Bill. Hey, hello, fellas. <laughs> it's a question. 
I have a question for you football freaks. Okay. He says, which quarterback should I start? Phillip Rivers, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck. Phillip Rivers, Russell Wilson, or Andrew Luck, huh? Luck is playing against the Cardinals. I don't like that match. Rivers was a giant bust last week, by the way. Huge bust. He, we should have put him on the – To be, was he on the chumps list? Because he was a chump. No, nah, he should have been, though. He killed me. Uh, who are the – Chargers playing the Dolphins. Who are the Colts playing? The Colts are playing the Titans Thursday, Thursday night, night, though. And then Russell Wilson and the Seahawks playing against the Vikings. <laughs> I'll tell you. I think Andrew Luck's third. I think Russell Wilson might be first. Rivers might be second here. Seattle at home against the Vikings. I like that matchup. Well, Butters does complete his uh, email by saying he's leaning towards Wilson because Andrew Luck is playing on Terror Thursday Night Football. That's right. TTNF. Terror Thursday Night Football. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's a little bit of a roll of dice, but I think I agree. With Russell Wilson, I mean Andrew Luck. That the Colts is just—they are just—they're just, they're just uh, completely impossible to predict right now. Yeah. I'm, All right. I'm with you. Our next email is from our buddy Dave, and he had—he had a question regarding the rumors surrounding Pittsburgh possibly trading Big Ben in the off season. Sunday morning, I'm looking on Twitter, and all of a sudden, I see, I believe it was from Ian Rappaport, saying that Pittsburgh Steel, or ben, ben Roethlisberger wants out of Pittsburgh in the offseason. He's going to ask the team to trade him. After the game, Big Ben came out and said, those, that was the dumbest rumor I've ever heard. There's absolutely zero truth to it. Now, why would Rappaport make that suggestion if it was totally baseless? Without any kind of information about it. He doesn't just send things out there just for the sake of sending them out. So does does Big Ben kind of, you know, a little bit of smoke and mirrors right now? I'm not sure. I could see why he would... I could see why he would say, well, that's ridiculous. Why would I want out of Pittsburgh? Because he is the Pittsburgh Steelers organization at this point. They have no franchise player other than Big Ben. And there's still a lot of football to be played in 2013. They're a proud organization. I'd be surprised if Big Ben wanted that out of Pittsburgh. I think he, I think that's a good fit for him. Fans they're love gonna, him. They're going to stink for a while, Bill. Why, why do you think that? Have you looked at them? Have you watched them play? They, they stink right now. I mean, you thought the Chiefs were going to stink for a while last year. You make some moves. You, you, I love Mike Tomlin. I'm a big believer in Mike Tomlin. I think he can I, – I'll never rule the Steelers out. I think they're a contender every year just because they're the Steelers. I think their defense will get so better. So what do you think was the source of this of – this, uh, I don't know. Do I think, don't know. Do you Very think Big fishy. Ben was having a few drinks last week and said a few things like, uh, you know, that, you know, just kind of saying crap? Yeah, it could be. That's a very, very fishy situation. Yeah. I mean, if you're Pittsburgh, you're keeping them, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this and I just, I immediately dismissed this one when I, you know, when this was the the, the rumor thing. I'm like, they're, you know, they're not gonna get rid of this guy. Mm. I mean, where would he go? Like, we had some Football Nation uh, articles on this bill this week. You know, um, whenever there is a rumor, you know, we our writers jump on the scene and, and make some predictions. But I mean, where would be? A, let's say that this was partially true. Where where would be a good spot for him to land? 
Um, was Bruce Arians the uh, coach for Pittsburgh Steelers for a little bit? I believe he was there. Yeah. Uh, that would be a good fit. Arizona. He's got a big arm. Go with Larry Fitz. Um, I can't see him going to play for a guy like Shiano in Tampa Bay, although we don't expect Shiano to be there. I don't think he'll go to a team like Jacksonville. I don't think he'll be able to, to – I don't think the Steelers would pull off something within their own division and send him to the Browns. Uh, Arizona might be the only good fit. Vikings? Texans? I, I can't uh, – um... Maybe the Vikings. Like I said, I don't think the Steelers would send them w- within the AFC. So I can't I can't say the Texans. Vikings wouldn't be bad. I can't see Big Ben in purple for some reason. Playing in a dome. Man, the, the, the Vikings have tried everything. Remember McNabb? Yeah, what a joke. And Joe Webb? Freeman? Favre? Well, that kind of worked out. How about sending him to Jacksonville? Nah. All right. Arizona. That's the only land. That's the only legit landing spot. Minnesota, maybe a, a close second. What about? Uh, he would fit out. I'll tell you what. He would really fit in for the Raiders. Oh, that's a good one, right? He would I be. Like he one. would fit in for Oakland. Put I like black that hole. Yeah, that's that's not a bad one either. They would love him. He would be the saving the savior. For the Oakland Raiders, they would love him down there. But I don't think he's going anywhere. That's that's my final. Yeah, answer. I agree. I I you got to speculate. It's fun to speculate. Uh, yeah. When you hear a rumor like that, but uh, I agree. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah. You want to read the next one, Bill? The next email because it's right up your alley. Is it from uh, Fugazi? That one? Eddie yeah, Lacy was one. a Fugazi. Yeah. Read Eddie Lacy one. was a Fugazi this weekend. He was Fugazi. Fugazi. It's fake. Love Fugazi words. Uh, Eddie Lacy was a Fugazi this past weekend, while Gio Bernard was a solid skipper that sat on my bench. Lacy or Bernard for Week 11, and why? He wants to know why. I'll tell you why in just a second. I want to finish the email. My other running back is Beast Mode, who will continue to start and show himself and shower himself with Skittles. <laughs> Use guys, do a great job. Thank you very much, Fabrizio. Appreciate that. I like that email. <sighs> I like that email, too. Anytime someone slips in the word for Gazney, I like it. That's why I wanted you to read that one. All right. Well, Eddie Lacy's playing against the New York Giants this weekend. Giovanni Bernard is playing against the Cleveland Browns. Giants cannot stop. Any- Rashad Matthews or Rashad Jennings had a good game against the Giants this weekend. Uh, I'm sticking with Lacy. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't indicate if it's PPR, does he? He does not indicate that. And it's too bad he doesn't have a flex. You know what, though? Uh, he has another email where he sent along. I believe it's the same team. I believe it is PPR. Well, then I, m- I might lean toward Geo then. I think it's PPR. Yeah, I, I might lean toward Geo if it's full-point PPR. I mean, I, I have Lacey at, at 11, Geo at 17. Geo gets a little bit of a bump in the PPR format. But I'm telling you right now, the Giants, they, they can't stop the run. So I'm not knocking Eddie Lacy, but if it's a PPR, Geo gets the edge. Next one from Fabrizio is: uh, Would he, should he drop in a full PPR, full point PPR? Should he drop Edelman and pick up someone like Tavon Austin or Jericho Cotri? Um, no. Keep Edelman. I'm not picking up Jericho Cotri. Okay. 
or and eh, Tavon also needs on a bye. Let's see what Edelman. Let's see what happens to Danny Amendola this weekend. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next email is from TDT Frank. He had a terrible weekend, Bill. Terrible weekend for injuries and other. And he puts a little frowny face in the email. Oh. Can you? Uh, he wants a recap. Maybe he missed the beginning of the show. He wants a okay. recap on the injury status of Mike James. Drop him out for the year. Fractured yep. ankle. Done. Dwayne Bow. We don't know what's going to happen with him. Uh, we don't know if the team's going to suspend him. We don't know if the NFL is going to suspend him. We don't know if it's going to be a, a, one of those, you know, wait and see trial kind of things until after the year. Maybe his friends take the rap for having all that pot on him. I have no idea. Uh, we have to wait and see if, if he's going to be suspended or if he's going to miss any time. I don't, I don't know. We don't know yet. It just, it just came out this morning. Next one is from Toasty Dosty Bill. Yeah. Who does he start at uh, standard scoring league? He can start two running backs. Two running backs. Who do you start? Andre Ellington. I'm just I'm, – uh, let's see who we got. Trent Richardson, Matt Forte, Donald Brown, law firm, Ellington. Ellington and Forte. Wide receivers. Amendola, Keenan Allen, Nate yeah. Burleson, mm. Boykin, Colston. Ooh. I was going to say – I was gonna say Allen and Amendola, but since it's a standard scoring league, I might have to get Colston into my lineup. Colston, you put Colston in over over Allen or Amendola, Todd? Amendola's up against the Panthers. Yeah, that scares me. Well, I would go Col- Colston's up against format. the Niners. Colston's up against the Niners. Uh, true. And Allen's up against Miami. Frank Grimes. Little midget playing cornerback. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to lean Colston. All right. Amendola and Colston, then. I'm going to put no, a challenge. Keenan Allen and Colston for me. Well, not me. You, not you're, bump, you're dropping. Only because it's not PPR. Allen, big disappointment this past weekend. Really let me down. He's going to bounce back. All right. Uh, and then at defense, Ravens or Giants? Um... Ravens. All right. Uh, where are we? At? Where are we now? I've got so many emails here, Bill. I'm getting lost. Um, a couple guys are chiming in, sending me the Shannon Sharp Saturday Night Live skit. It was very funny. Yes, I see that one. Um, Toasty Dosty says, Bill, I agree with you 100 percent on what you were talking about with Shannon Sharp, but I will say some yeah. of these guys I'm noticing who are. Hurt or coming back from injury or getting their first start and producing monster games in their first game because they have a lot of film on them, and then they right. seem to basically uh, That's very true. That. That's very true. Very, okay. very true. Tosi Dosi said that. Uh, Tosi Dosi also says Bill Olson's little brother is going to the U. That's right. He played. He uh, was quarterback last year or two years ago, and I believe he led him to a state championship. He might be the best one out of the three, actually, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, so we'll have to keep an eye on him. I think quarterback. There you go. I think. All right. I think quarterback. Yeah. Next one is from Bodog. All right. Is a potential trade question, Bill. Full full point PPR. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's currently six and four, and he's in the playoff hunt. Six teams make it in. Here's my team. He has Cam Newton. He has Marshawn Lynch. I'm not going to go through his team. No. Here's he's been offered Jordan Reed for T.Y. Hilton, Bill. So he has T.Y. Hilton. 
The problem is his tight ends are Vernon Davis and Tim Wright. He's worried about Vernon Davis with a concussion, so he's maybe trying to think about upgrading his tight end with Jordan Reed, and he's thinking about giving up T.Y. Right. Hilton full-point PPR. Uh, full-point PPR, do you give up? See, he also has Keenan Allen. I, I, I think he should keep Keenan Allen. I, I can't trade T.Y. just love him. Love the guy. My, one of my favorite players this year. And he plays two flexes, Bill. Yeah, I can't. Vernon Davis will be fine. It's just a concussion. It's not an ACL tear. Don't do it. Not making that move. Yeah, basically. Instead, instead, I would trade Tim Wright and Terrence Williams. Package Tim Wright and Terrence Williams, and then you get you get Jordan Reed. Like he he said that he knows the guy won't take Williams. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, Don't do give the him, deal. Give him uh, give him Percy. Flash Percy out there. We don't know what Percy Harvin's going to do. Flash Percy out there for Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed's a big-time playmaker. Lo- would love to see him on this roster, especially since he has the two flex spots. Or maybe Tim maybe Tim Wright and Chris Ivory. I don't know. But I'm not T.Y. Hilton. I'm not giving up Keenan or T.Y. No. No. All right, next one is from Catch-22. Lou Catch-22. Um, it's a kicker question, Bill. He Skip puts it. that right at the top. Alert. Kicker Skip question. It. Sorry, Lou. So you're gonna answer this? No. It's it's Tuesday. <laughs> it's Tuesday. He has all week to ask his kicker question. <sighs> what is the question? I feel bad. Lose my guy. He knows better than this, though. <laughs> if it was anyone else, I'm telling you right now. If it was anyone else, I might not answer it. Okay. Well, Lou's well, a good Lou, dude. Uh, Lou's a good dude. Dan Bailey is on a bye this week. I know he's just a kicker, but is he worth keeping rest of the way? Or should I drop him and pick up one of these other guys? And he lists them 14 kickers. Well, he, you know, here's the problem. He has Heath Miller and Tim Wright. And I I doubt there's any better tight ends out there. So he's not going to drop either one of those guys. He can drop Dwayne Bowe, but we don't know if he's going to be suspended. So, yeah, you got to drop Dan Bailey. And you pick up Nick Folk. The guy's been on fire. Nick Folk might be the top three kicker in the league right now. He was on a bye last week, so that's why he was dropped. Go out and get yourself Nick Folk. All right. That's it for the kicker questions. If we get another kicker question the rest of the show, I'm going to end it prematurely. <laughs> nice. All right, pick two running backs for Catch-22, Bill. Le'Veon Bell, Geo, Andre Brown, Vereen, Monte Ball. Half-point PPR. I'm going to go with Bell and Geo. Pick two wide receivers, Keenan Allen, A.J. Green, Torrey Smith, Harvin, Bo. A.J. Green, Keenan Allen, Andre Brown goes in at flex over Torrey Smith. And your tight end is Heath Miller or Tim Wright? Uh, oh, boy. Tim Wright is the Buck. Who are the Bucks playing? The Bucks are playing the Falcons, huh? It's a pretty good matchup for them. Heath Miller and the Steelers. Where the Steelers are playing the Lions, I think they're going to have to pass. It's in Pittsburgh. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the better quarterback, and that's Big Ben. So I'm going to go with Heath Miller. Okay. Next email is a picture, Bill. Hey now, from Rick. Yeah, I have this picture saved on my desktop. You have it framed on your desk. Uh, saved on my desktop, so it's easy access when I need to look. Why don't up you things. describe to the uh, viewing audience what picture we're referring to? It's my to. girl Molly Querum from NFL AM. And it's her when she was in Hall- It was in her Halloween outfit. Her Halloween outfit. I don't know why I couldn't get that out. It was her Halloween outfit. Yeah. I mean, she's smoking. 
I'm going to do my Halloween outfit. It's a Eli Manning jersey, short white skirt, blue knee high socks with some pom poms. She's got her elbows back, so her chest is out. Pop and Molly, I'm sweating. There you go. There you go. I'm going to do what? What did I say we're going to do? My top five, top ten women in in NFL reporting. Yeah. Did you we'll, put your list together yet? No, nah, we'll do that on Thursday. All right. All right. Uh, next one is for another one from TDT Frank Bill. Okay. He has Lance Moore. Wasn't thrilled with him on Sunday. Should he drop him for Stills or a Jets wide receiver? I, I'd get Antonio Holmes if you're in a full point PPR. Uh, Jeremy Curley's out at least another month with that dislocated elbow. So uh, yeah, Lance Moore. I guess he can go and get 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 Antonio Holmes. All right. He's going to start uh, Marshall as one of his wide receivers. He needs two of these chumps to go along with him: Amendola, uh, Nix, Douglas, or Holmes. Um. Amendola for sure in the full point PPR, and then I'm going to go with Harry Douglas. Leave Hakeem Nix on the bench. This guy still has not scored. Playing for a contract. It's week 11, and this guy has not gotten into the end zone yet. Who? Uh, Hakeem Nix. Who? Yeah, well. Right. Who? I know. All right, best waiver wire pickup for tight end this week. Eifert, Pettigrew, Dallas Clark, McGrath, Cumberland. Oh, my God. Eifert, I guess. Pettigrew will be second if you don't get Eifert. All right. Uh, what else do we have here, Bill? I think we already answered this one. Some people same, send the same emails in multiple times. It gets very confusing. Yeah. Toasty Dosty, uh, Bill, I wanted to thank you this past weekend for the Giants' defense advice. Oh, wow. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm, I, I, yeah. You're welcome. Thank Whoa. You. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was doing too. All right, I you heard Bill say whoa for no reason and then you just heard me say whoa a few seconds later for no reason. Yeah. Because we received an email. Right, Bill? Our guy, our guy Ike in, in Charlotte. Go Panthers. I'll tell you, man. You got cheerleaders like that and no wonder why they're winning. Yeah. You know, <sighs> Ike sent us a picture of a uh, Panthers cheerleader. For those that don't know, I'm a Giants fan. Season ticket holder, third generation. They're one of the few teams in the NFL that don't have cheerleaders. I feel like I am gypped. Like, I'm missing out on having, like, some quality cheerleaders, you know, when I go to these home games. A couple of my friends, they date the Jets cheerleaders, the flight crew, whatever they're called. Smoking hot girls, very flexible. They're always, like, giggling around when they're at the bar with us watching football. It's great. Giants, no cheerleaders for the Giants. I feel like I'm getting ripped off. Like, uh, our guy Ike and Charlotte is sending this smoking hot cheerleader, Kelly. Oh, man. we should. You know what we should do? We should have a cheerleader of the day. Do a little Q&A with her at Football Nation. Have her a couple pictures, a nice little slideshow. Call it a day. It would be the most read article of the week. How do you know this? her name is Kelly? Well, because the, the image is saying it's Kelly with an I. Oh, I didn't click on the image. Yeah. Got I'm it. always, yeah. She's Thought hot. Just, yeah. There you go. Anyway, he has a question, non-PPR league. Question one, do I start Tom Brady against the Panthers, which is his team, or pick up a guy like Case Keenum playing Oakland? I'm going to start Tom Brady coming out of a bye. I know the Panthers' defense is good, but I'm not relying on Brady over Case Keenum. I'm not relying on Keenum over a guy like Brady. 
Yeah, there you go. Can't do it, won't do it. I Question watch. number two. Pick one uh, guy between Ray Rice, Lamar oh, Miller, boy. Sproles, non-PPR. So, right. So it's a non-PPR. Cause if it, it, Lamar it, Miller is out. He's dead to me. Yeah, I'm with you there. If Seven rushes, P- two yards. You're out. If it was a PPR, I'd go with Sproles. But I'm going to have to go with Rice. I mean, Chicago Bears defense – their rushing defense is 27th in the league, and that's not good. That, that, that means they're giving up you know, the sixth most points to opposing running backs. So I'm going to go with Ray Rice here. I know he's been killing a lot of people, but if this is the week that you want to use him, it's, it's against the Bears. You know what I just realized, Bill? What? That all these emails that we get, uh, I don't believe our producer is seeing these emails. Ah, oh, poor Josh. Yeah, I'm missing out on all this. So I'm trying to. Yeah, but you're sending it to me on. Skype, I just sent it to you by mistake. I'm sending yeah. it to Josh now. Uh, Josh needs to, you know, be in on this because yeah, anything involving good. cheerleaders, I want to see. Josh is very lonely today. In that studio, the call screener wasn't working before. A little frustrated. Got it working. Still no phone calls. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero. Fifteen minutes left in the show. <sighs> And now the emails are rolling in, Bill. And the emails just keep – they're not stopping. We should just – instead of – we're really putting the fantasy in fantasy football today with all these cheerleader photos. Love Toasty it. Dosty just sent a trio of Miami Finns cheerleaders. Yeah, I mean, that one in the middle, the blonde, I'm a fool for blondes. Ridiculous. The one in the middle is just absurd. Insanely hot. I've never been to Miami, but I just picture all the Never been to down. Miami? No. Haven't, and I just picture all the women down there looking like these three cheerleaders. You've never been to Miami? No, never been. I think you'd like it down there. Wow, that's what everyone says, but uh, I don't know. It's it, that, that's an expensive city. <laughs> so, well, you're Mister Moneybags. I know, but I'd rather go to Vegas and gamble than. Go to Miami and just chill on the beach, and then spend two thousand dollars at the cl- at the club that night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I have more fun gambling. I hear you. And I'm not single, so it's not like I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right, we got one more email. That's actually a football question. Oh, okay, back to back to football. Back to what we're here for. It's from uh, Dave, the Space Ranger. The Space Ranger, huh? What kind of nickname is that? <laughs> they got fantasy football in orbit? Space Ranger. I like All the right. Space Ranger. All right. That's let's a great, see what he's, let's see what he's got for us. He's PPR League, okay? Yeah. Uh, all right, gentlemen. I have Jamal Charles and Noshan Moreno as my starters. Running back at the strength for my team. Yes, it is. I traded Ryan Matthews for Roddy White last week. I'm assuming that's Ryan Matthews and not Rashard Matthews. Yeah, I'm planning on offering a running back for Gates. Okay, what order do you put these guys up for trade? Sproles, Zach Stacy, Lamar Miller, and Shane Vereen. Miller, Sproles, Vereen, Stacy. I'm giving up Miller first. I'm giving up Sproles second, then Vereen, then Stacy. Okay. What about if he has to resort to uh, going well, the wide receiver route? Um, I would throw in Riley Cooper first, Harry Douglas second, Torrey Smith third. There you go. Yeah. 
All right. He has Dallas's defense bill looking for a bye week replacement. Uh, he lists a number of teams available. Any of these teams? I like the Giants against the Packers. I like the Lions. I like the Redskins. And I like the Raiders. Okay. There you go. And that was just um, me. That was just me picking on based on colors of their uniforms. There you go. No, I'm just it's kidding. Way, I'm just kidding. A good way to go. <laughs> Toasty Dosty, uh, who obviously does nothing during this two-hour se- uh, segment, <laughs> but just email us nonstop. <laughs> it says, "Come to Miami, Bill, for a Jets Dolphins game." I would rather watch paint dry than watch the Jets and the Dolphins live in action. If I'm coming to Miami. It's not for a Jets and Dolphins game. And if that's who happens to be playing that weekend, when I'm in Miami, I'm not even wasting my time getting off the beach and putting on clothing to go watch that game. Terrible game. Miami, the Dolphins, and the Jets? That's the game I want to come see? Are you nuts? Let me know when the Super Bowl is back in Miami, and that's when I'll come. But they're not going to have a Super Bowl there because their stadium sucks, and the NFL basically told uh, Stephen Ross to get your act together. Otherwise, you know, we're not coming back down there for another Super Bowl. We don't care about your nice weather. How do you really feel, Bill? Miami and the Jets game. Uh, yeah, that's what I want to come see. You wouldn't even be, I wouldn't, I'll be at live until 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to wake up the next day on a Sunday to go watch the Jets, Geno Smith and Ryan Tannehill play against each other. Not happening. Lamar Miller and uh, Chris Ivory. Head yeah, head. right. Yeah. Huge, huge game. Brian Santonio, Hartline. Santonio Holmes and Mike Wallace. Yeah. Cumberland and Clay, tight end. The, the, the best matchup in that game would be Cameron Wake versus Geno Smith and Quentin Copels versus uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Sorry, Toasty Dosty. You, you gotta, you, there's a lot better things going on down in Miami for, than, a, than a Jets-Dolphins game. <laughs> Luke Catch 22 sends another email, Bill. He, he says, get? thank you for answering my first email, which was a terrible kicker, kicker question. question. I promise never to ask it again on a Tuesday. Damn right. Learn right. your lesson. Another team he's got here, full point PPR. Record okay. is 5-5, five and five, needs a little help. Andrew Luck is my only quarterback. With his not-so-appealing schedule in the playoffs, should mm-hmm. I pick up any of these other quarterbacks just in case the matchup is better? Carson it's- Palmer, Glennon, Tannehill, Campbell, Fitzpatrick. You know, there's a time and point when strength of, strength of schedule is something good that, that you want to look at. And uh, Luck is playing against the Bengals, the Texans, and the Chiefs. All tough matchups. But there's a difference between using a good matchup in week four and maybe taking a flyer on a guy like Carson Palmer or Mike Lennon than using him in the playoffs when you know that Andrew Luck is the better talent and is more productive and is more consistent. So, so no, you're, you're sticking with Luck. Did you see the last line of his email? What does it say? After it says, you guys are the greatest. Yeah. What does it say? Josh's eye. <laughs> He's emailing. He doesn't even interact with Josh. Josh? Josh? Mean... Luke Catch-22 is taking shots? Shots fired? I don't appreciate that. Don't appreciate <laughs> it. Lou, you, you know, we answered a quick – You answer, we answered a kicker question for you, and then you go after my producer? That's I'll my producer. Up. Can't go after my producer like that. Let's let's go to the phone lines. 855-478-7030. We got Rob in Charleston. He's in a PPR league. What's up, Rob? Roberto. Robert. How are you? Hey, what's yeah. up, man? 
Hi. Um, hey. 10-team, hey. one-point PPR league. I mean, I just clinched the playoff spot. I'm in fourth. I got Tony Romo going this week on a bye, and okay. uh, I got Dalton as my backup. Who can I pick up? I was thinking of Tolson. No, well, just stick with Dalton. What about Brandon Myers? He got me nothing last week. Who can I get for the tight end? Who is available? I got um, Fred Davis, Brandon no. Pettigrew, Zach Zutfeld, Brent Selick, Ed Dixon, Heath Miller. Pettigrew. Pettigrew. Okay, yeah. thank you, bro. No problem, Rob. Take it easy, bud. Uh, Definitely next caller, don't pick up Zach Sudfeld. Or Fred Davis. Please. I don't think, yeah. Uh, next email. Uh, next caller is Mike in NYC. What's up, Mike? Hey, how's it going, guys? Nothing Good. much, man. What do you got for us? I got a couple quick questions. One is uh, I got Percy Harvin sitting on my bench, and um, I already clinched the playoff spot. I'm just playing for the one seed now, so I can I can roll the dice a little bit in the next couple weeks. I just, do you think he's worth playing his first week back, or should I wait for him, see how he does in the first week, and then go from there? Who are your other options? Aaron Dobson. Uh, against the Panthers. Yeah, see, if, if the matchup was better for Dobson, I'd, I'd like him. I think the report came out today, Kemberl Tompkins now is fighting with, with Josh Boyce as the fourth wide receiver. So I don't know what happened there, but talk about a downfall, a fall from grace very quickly. I love Dobson. I just don't like the matchup too much. But at the same time, I, I want to see Percy before I put him into the lineup. Right. You know, maybe they're only throwing him to him four or five times. Dobson, I think, can make some noise. Listen, if you think the Patriots are going to put up points against the Panthers, then Dobson's going to be part of that game plan. Right. Yes, I figure. And the other question I just had is I have Kansas City's D, and I also have Arizona's D. Arizona's going against Jacksonville, and Kansas City's going against Denver. So this week I feel pretty comfortable going with Arizona. Yeah. But going forward, should I just stick with Kansas City? I think, you know, remember, the Chiefs play the, the Broncos two of the next three weeks, and you throw the Chargers in there twice, I believe. So it's a good thing you have the Cardinals defense. Arizona is actually pretty legit in terms of fantasy defense, and we haven't really seen Patrick Peterson uh, take one to the house on a punt return or Tyron Matthew uh, take one on a, on a pick six. That's going to happen. I guarantee it. It'll happen in a couple times in the next couple weeks. So it's great that you have the Chiefs, but it's better that you have an option uh, with with the Chiefs taking on some some pretty good offenses in the next couple of weeks. All right. Well, thanks for your help, guys. I appreciate it. No problem, Mike. Appreciate the phone call. You know, I was looking back at uh, Percy Harvin's stats from last year, Bill. What, what did you have to go back to? Last October? Last November? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. His last game played was actually against the Seahawks okay. on November 4 of 2012. Um, been a year. But I was just trying to, you know, we haven't seen Percy Harvin, but we haven't seen him on this team yet. That's what I'm worried about. That's, I don't know how they're going to use him. I know. Well, I wanted to just kind of give the fans out there a reminder of how powerful he was on the Vikings. Okay, He only played nine games. He caught seven balls a game. Seven. For almost 100 yards a game. Only scored three touchdowns receiving. Rushed the ball. Uh, let's see. About three times a game, three rushing attempts per game for about 10 to 15 yards a game mm. and a touchdown. But this guy, I mean, in a PPR bill, I mean, <laughs> people forget he caught a lot of balls. And that was with some pretty crappy quarterbacks last year, too. Right. 
I mean, he had games. He was targeted more than ten times five of those nine games. Well, there's no question. I mean, the Seahawks are definitely worlds better than the Vikings. Right, but, uh, but you know, I'm just trying to, like, you know, we're getting a lot of emails. We're going to get tons of them as the week goes on on Percy Harvin. And, the, you know, you just forget how many times. Just They're like the anti-Rams with Tavon Austin, <laughs> right? The Vikings right. tried to get this guy the ball all the time. And I wonder what the Seahawks' plans are for him, even you if know, he is 100% healthy. It's a shame, Todd. We didn't see him in training camp. I know. We didn't see him in the preseason. I know. So we've literally never seen him catching a pass from Russell Wilson. We've never seen him lining up in the backfield alongside Marshawn Lynch. If I told you that I expected him to get 10, 10 targets and maybe three or three to five rushes, I'd be lying to you because I don't know what Pete Carroll's thinking right now. I do know that the team plans on activating him for week 11. We do know that he's probably going to play. What we don't know is how involved he's going to be, if he's going to take over for Golden Tate, if he's going to be the one getting the flea flicker out of the backfield instead of Russell Wilson. Who knows what's going to happen with Percy Harvin this week. It's great that you have him on your roster, but at the same time, I think you should just be a little bit more patient. What's more and more weak? It's not going to hurt you. Leave him on your bench, unless you are really desperate for receivers this weekend. Leave yeah. him on your bench one more weekend, play it safe, and then hope for the best in Week 12. That's my whole point, is that it's not like he's coming back to the Vikings where we kind of know how they tried to use him. Right. We don't really know right. how they're going to use him. I mean, Man, the Vikings, he was getting 10. He averaged 10 targets per game. Seven catches last year. Yeah. Ten targets per game, seven catches. It's a lot. I know. I know. So, uh, that's you know, that's a huge – forget fantasy for a second. I mean, just regular football. I mean, mm. think about it, man. The, the uh, one-loss Seahawks get this guy coming back for the stretch run. I mean, that's well, pretty scary. That's why you made him your Super Bowl prediction. Yes, it is, Bill. What, what, have we gone through the Seahawks? What's the remaining Seahawks schedule? Remaining Seahawks schedule is as follows: They have the Vikings this week. Yeah, they're not. They're not in one. Let's play win loss. Vikings this week. Win, ten and win. one. Then they have a yeah. bye week in week twelve. Ooh, so you can't even use Percy in week twelve. Nope. That I'm de- You know what? I'm definitely not playing him this weekend because for whatever happens this week, then they have a bye. Just, that's even more time for... And even after the bye, they have the Saints. Yeah, so I'm, I'm waiting until week 13. before They're going to unveil him against the Saints. Well, I think they're going to use him this weekend, but they might not use him to their to their. That's full, what I'm full, saying. Full, yeah. If he's truly, like, healthy, they're not going to let this... They're not going to, like, you know, completely integrate him this week. No, no. If there's a bye week after that and then the Saints, why would you let the Saints see how you're going to use him? Yeah, Pete Carroll smart. Huge. Pete Carroll smarter than that. That game is monstrous, and that's yeah. actually a Monday nighter, Bill. Now I don't feel so bad telling Mike to bench Percy. I, think about that. The ESPN has been getting terrible Monday night matchups. Well, it's about time. And this one's they, fantastic. The, so, I'm still Sunday night football is just the best. Even oh, with I totally the Cow- agree. even with the Cowboys just getting blown out by the Saints, still awesome game to watch. Totally agree. So let's keep going here. So yeah. they're ten and one going into the bye. I ask you, Bill Enright, they're at home against the Saints in Week 13. That's that's for home field advantage in the playoffs. They're going to win. Coming off the bye, they're winning that game. Yep, 11-1. At San Fran. Losing. 11-2. At Giants. Win. 12-2. Cardinals at home. Win. 
13 and 2 Rams at home. Oh man. They finish up the year with the Giants and then two home games against divisional opponents. That's three three straight wins. Yep. There's no way <sighs> There's the they're 13 and 3 at worst. Right. I was just going to say there's no way they finish less than 13 and 3 because even if they lose to the Saints, they're not losing to the Vikings this weekend. So let's just get past this game. Let's, let's say, say even they, they lose to the Saints and, and they the, lose and to the Niners. The Niners. All right, now let's go. Now let's flip it to the the Saints, okay? Because we're, we're if the discussion is home field advantage in the NFC, yeah. All right, if they lose at home to the Saints and they lose on the road to the Niners, win the rest of their games that they will be heavily favored in. They'll yeah. be thirteen and three, but they will not have the tiebreaker on the Saints. Yeah. Okay. Now let's go to the Saints. Saints are uh, seven and two. Not bad. All right, San Francisco win. All right, so now they're eight and two. At Atlanta, win nine and two. We said they're going to beat Seattle, so now they're ten and two. Yep. Carolina at home, win. Eleven and two. At St. Louis, win. Twelve and two. Carolina on the road, a loss. Thirteen or twelve and three, and then Tampa Bay, win. So that's thirteen and three. Yeah. With the deciding factor, if they have the same record, being that game in Seattle. Right. But, you know, they do have – they have a trickier road. I mean, honestly. I mean, they got to play San Fran, Carolina twice. That'll be tough. They'll probably split with Carolina. It's going to come down to that game. That Monday, December 2nd game, Saints at Seattle is probably right, – right now, that looks like the game of the year in the NFC. Good. I mean, that is humongous for a million reasons. So so there you have it, Bill. I like that. It all boils down to that. Good. I like that. I like when things get in the crunch time. Percy Harvin magic on that Monday night. Well, yeah. Just be patient on Percy. I know you've been patient all year. A couple more weeks, and then you get to unleash him. Just like the Seahawks are going to unleash him in the uh, Monday night game against the Saints, you get to unleash him in your fantasy football uh, playoffs. So that's good. Totally agree. Yeah. All right, Todd, we got to wrap up today's episode of the Fantasy Football Champs. Great show today. Love the participation from the callers. Love all the emailers. Uh, especially love the ones that send us cheerleaders. Uh, you have any final thoughts before we uh, take off for today? I want to hear more in the next show, Bill, when you give us your like hottest girls in football list. Right. Uh, so, so it's not going to be cheerleaders. It's just going to be you know anchors and reporters. Okay. Molly, Molly will be on the list somewhere. Top five, guaranteed. Okay. And I also, as we have that discussion on Thursday, I would like to hear more about these uh, the Jets flight crew that you watch oh. football games with at the bar. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. They're a fun bunch. And they giggle a lot, you say. They're always giggling. Are they jiggling and giggling? You know, cheerleaders, not necessarily – they have different bodies than, you know, your – I don't know how to explain it. You don't have really... to explain it now, Bo. You have two days to figure it out because <laughs> we're going to dive deep into this uh, very in- integral topic. All right. That sounds good. So just uh, – that was my, my closing thoughts, Bill. I'm kind of giving you a homework assignment. 
All right. I, all right. I don't mind doing a little homework. You got that. work to do for Thursday's show because of the fans, you know, how many, you know, what, we've got 15 million people listen to this show. Something like that. Yeah. Yes. Ratings They're all up. tuning in on Thursday for the big, you know, unveiling of Bill's top 10 hottest football girls or whatever you, you're doing. You got it. You got it. Sounds good to me. There you go. Uh, uh, I want to thank our producer, Josh Daring. Another excellent job today. Don't let Lou catch 22 get you down, Josh. We got your back, brother. Yeah, I'm not scared of him. All right, good. I like to hear that. <laughs> uh, for Todd DeVries, I'm Bill Enright. Check out FFChamps.com for all your fantasy football needs. Thanks for watch, uh, Thanks for listening, and good luck in Week 11. FFChamps! Win your fantasy league and your trophy, too. It's FFChamps. FFChamps for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice, too. FFChamps is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance.